Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. Experience. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Hello, barbarians. And Simon. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Kamar, great enunciation on my name there, really just... Yeah, I'm overcompensating. (laughs) Uh, What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate the week as well as each episode on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to discuss each episode, uh, the talking points, the guests, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Babar, how was your week? Oh, I just want to give a shout out to all my Babarians out there. Let them know the newsletter is coming. Thank you for all your support and daily messages. Um, this was a, I, I feel like everything's returning back to normal. Well, yeah, of course. And before the pandemic, I was sort of not in a good place. <laughs> so Post-pandemic, so you're in a much no, better place? To, no, no, no. <laughs> now everything's going back. During the pandemic, everything was in this weird limbo. Who knows what's going to go on? Gotcha. And now it's come back. It's like, oh, shit, yeah, life has to be lived and everything. And I realize I need uh, reading glasses. Well, that's not the worst realization. No, but I'm now uh, a visible minority with a handicap. Oh, with a handicap. Oh, that sucks. So, so I really, my, I have a voice. That sucks. A visible minority. With Simon, at some point during the podcast, can you smoke this, please? Sure. Just Thank drop you. it down there. Thanks. So man. it was a, just another week. Uh, we're still here. The world didn't burn down. Simon, how's your week? My week was good, yeah. Oh, it's Simon's birthday. Simon's birthday. Happy birthday, Simon! It was Simon's birthday yesterday. yesterday. So for all the listeners, Simon just turned 52. 40-something. Same age as Joe. Send him a belated. So, um, yeah, I mean, you really get a a handle on how many friends you have as you get older with your birthdays, you know what I mean? As the wishes diminish? Well, just, yeah, I mean... I bought you a gift a week early. Matt, you are such a good friend, man. I really appreciate it. I try. But you really get a handle on, like, who even reaches out to you, you know what I mean? I mean, I will say this in everyone's defense. Like, I defense. didn't reach out to you? No. That was interesting. I, oh, here it comes. I will say this in everyone's defense. Uh, we're all old now. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's I, busy, you know. I, it's, I, I really don't expect it from very many people, you know what I mean? Kamar, this is totally at you. <laughs> oh, I realize that. I, I just um, thought I said happy birthday on Friday. Yeah, I mean, whatever, Day you up, know? I like, it's you nice. just, you know, like. You have so few people in the world who fucking gotcha, gotcha. who you do anything for and do anything for you in return. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, can't even know, take whatever. time out of their day. Yeah. I mean, like one minute. It's not even a phone call anymore. It's a fucking text, you know? Uh, I'm sorry. Anyways, no. Uh, it was a good week. It was, um, my you- wife ordered me a bunch of shit from Germany. I know, weird, right? Um, some clothing stuff from a place I like there. And we, I knew it was coming. And we ordered it back in May, mm-hmm. and it still didn't get here, so that was kind of shitty. But I got two of those, uh, you know, put your phone on, like you have at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I love they're that. great. Yeah. And she bought me a, my wife bought me a cordless speaker, just some stupid thing, but my phone is so jacked up 
that I can't hear anything. This is the only way I can like go back. So it to works normal. through Bluetooth. It works through Bluetooth gotcha. and my headphones work, but like just the speaker normal. on your phone is trash. Like when you called me yesterday and I was outside there and you were kind of like being quiet, I could not hear a goddamn thing. You're calling to wish him a happy birthday? No. Calling to see if you, I wanted to do something tomorrow night or, you know, hang out on um, my birthday. What whatever. does this thing do? No, it's a wire. So he has like a wireless charger. That's the one. Oh, no, this is just a speaker. Oh, a Bluetooth he's talking about speaker. a Bluetooth yeah. speaker. It's just the phone. Kamar, the speaker on his phone does not work. It's just a defect. No, he's, he drops. Matt claims he, I dropped it. Okay. No, 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 but it's not like all those models of iPhone speakers don't work. No, 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 no just, he's dropped just it. Mine. He's dropped it. He drops it 20 times a day. Maybe that's not it. <laughs> I don't think that's it. But well, anyway, that's a blessing. He can't top, talk obnoxiously on it. No, I just like I was getting him to, for example, Simon does not subscribe to our YouTube or he didn't. Which kind of pissed me off. You need subscribers. Yeah. I did now. I do now. I know you do. But 288. So I got him to pull it up and he plays the video and it's on like nothing. And I was like, Simon, turn it up. Like at least you hear the product that we're working with. And he's like, dude, it's on full blast. So. And so this is a wireless speaker? Yeah. And it's small? Yeah. It's just a really stupid thing. I'm sure it didn't cost a lot of money. But you can talk it's- into it? No, it's <laughs> this is just for me to hear. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This is just so like when I listen to the podcast this morning, I could do it without earphones at a normal level. You know? I'm really sorry I let you down, Simon. Well, it's all good. Man. Don't worry about it. How's your week, Matt? My week was fine. Uh, I'm, to, not, uh... I'm not done with my week. Oh, sorry. sorry. I have a whole litany of things I want to get okay. off my Fantastic. chest here. Um, first of all, Chaz, just between you and me. I now know what you that is. You now know what it is. I was totally wrong. You were wrong. Well, I, I am. Chaz's Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Yeah. I told you it was some dude named Chad oh, that he got wrong. My you know God. what I know? In my head, when I'm I started I'm taking credit for, or, uh, for my mistake to That's you. hilarious because when I started seeing Chaz everywhere, I was like, Simon's right because I didn't even uh, remember the context, but you, you were ahead of the game. <laughs> Way ahead and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, just so I was at the dog park the other day, actually, uh, yesterday. No, the day before. Sorry. And I saw a triple dog hump, like one dog humping another dog, humping another dog, and could not get my phone out in time to capture that moment. I'm sure I'll never forget Capture the animal porn. Happy birthday to me, man. (laughs) That was fucking amazing. I have never seen that in my life. Everybody around was dying laughing, man. But do do you think they were just humping in jest or there may have been... Are you asking if the dogs were humping in jest? Yeah. No. So, like they knew on. the joke? No. no. Like there was no actual penetration. They were just riding on each other. Oh, yeah. I don't think there was penetration. Okay. I think so it wasn't it was, that good. Uh, I think one of the dogs was like, listen, guys, my owner loves animal sex. It's his birthday. You think maybe we could just work it out where like just. My dog wasn't involved in this. No, I know. No, he, he was, he, no, he he was like, I can't do it or it'll seem too close to home. So if three of you, yeah, if three of you, well, like I said, happy birthday to me. There you go. It's like a sheepdog. Um, and I just wanted to get one thing out of the way from last week because I think that in my uh, excitement to get out that whole Elon Musk story, I forgot a really integral part of it, which was, um that those guys in the forest, the military guys from Britain, mm-hmm. that whole podcast was about, uh, they were using holograms, right? Yeah. Did I get to that part? Yeah, I, I think feel so. like I left that out. 
I think you left it out, but I had already heard your... You had already heard it, but for the listeners out there... I feel like you mentioned holograms. So that's why Elon now, who had been sending all the satellites to space, is able to beam down the hologram. It's the you know what I really oh, no, like? You mentioned the hologram. I, I, like, okay, I like that in a three-hour episode, the three of us probably fuck up anywhere between 10 to 50 pieces of information, and we never ever come back and f- and fix any of it. You this week, though, felt the need to be like, just so everyone knows, I don't think I was clear on my Elon <laughs> Musk alien hologram theory. I just, I got home and I was like, I feel like I left something out. Anyways. You were like, they didn't buy into it as much as I thought they would. Well, you guys had already heard I'm sure there'll too, be a myriad so, uh, of emails thanking for the clarification. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, all right. sorry, Matt, how was your week? Go Not ahead, worth buddy. talking about. No, no, I, it was your birthday, so we'll give you my time. There you go. That's amazing. Happy birthday. Wow. To I hope Happy that, birthday that, that's from me and Matt. <laughs> Gar just throws his name on the card. <laughs> you, don't, you don't mind if I do this, do you? Cosign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll take that. <clears throat> Thanks, buddy. Um, I guess uh, you want to go over the guest camera? I'd love to, Matt. Okay. This week is uh, actually a departure from the disappointing weeks we had uh, past. We'll start off with the MMA with um, Henry Husudo. The cringe king. The cringe king. Sahudo. Sahudo. Obviously, got on because of his retirement, but we didn't cover that. Well, real quick, for listeners, we don't cover the MMAs. We and, just, Kamar's mentioning and it. And even if we did, I wouldn't talk about Sah. What did you call him? Sahudo. Sajudo. Sajudo. Which is actually Hasudo. a better name. Hasudo. Our week started off with, uh, I feel like it's Return of the King, 1488, Andrew Schultz, followed up by one of the most uh, iconic bodybuilders of all time, 1489, Ronnie Coleman. Then we had an interesting podcast with 1490, Jimmy O. Yang. And we finished off with Bill fucking Ba, 1491. Old Billy Big Tits. Billy Red Tits. All right. Um, I guess we'll rate the thing, Simon. You want to uh, you want to go first? You guys, your your birthday. Uh, okay. So, what what was that, Kamar? I, I just got to. I'm gonna come full circle on my life here because okay. I started out thinking that I didn't like Andrew Schultz. Yes, he yes. rubbed me the wrong way for whatever reason. Too cocky, maybe. I don't know what the deal was, but don't hold on, hold on. I'm gonna cut you off right away. Okay. If, if you're if you're gonna go full 180 on Andrew Shaw's after this episode, you and I have a problem. I've come around a bit, and that's fine. Wow, I think we're gonna get into this week, boys. All right, go ahead, Simon. I'll let you finish your fucking stupid thought. And remember, you're still you're rating the whole week right now. You know that I still you're still insulting me on my birthday, right? No, we're, no, you, we're one day removed, but you get a two day buffer zone of what are we 16? I made this up right now. <laughs> I should, rules rules. I should get uh, veto power over every argument today. All day and day. Not happening. <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying, Matthew, before you interrupted me with yeah. your Rudely. demand that I watch how I rate the week, is that I came full circle on Schultz. Um So you're I'm, back to hating him? No. I'm Full circle. Sorry. A full 180. On to me. Gotcha. Total 180. Yeah. I, uh, I very much like him. I think he might be one of my favorite guests of the year for sure, but I, I just dig him, man. I think we'd be friends, as Kamar always says. Mm-hmm. I really like how he does the. Oh well, we'll talk about it when we get. We're to still him. waiting for yeah. you to rate the week, bro. Yeah, I rate any, the, any, I anytime. Rate you want to take Andrew Shell's dick out of your mouth. I rate the rating. week um, a a three seven five. Kamar. I uh, I read the week of four. Wow, strong. 
Um, I'll go three and a half. It was a good week. It was a it was a great sandwich, which is surprising from the, us because of the comedians, the innards were lacking in substance. And that third podcast, I mean, we're gonna get there, but I, I mean, I'm. We're gonna get there, man. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to really watch how I fucking go about this. That's what I thought. But we're gonna get there. That's what I thought. Oh, okay. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. All week I've been fretting. Fretting what? Are you talking about Jimmy O. Yang? Is that who the issue is with? I believe that was the third podcast. Let's just start with the good stuff. Get there when we get there. You know what's great about this week? And this is one of those weeks where this kind of comes into play in the rating is sometimes you get the best podcast last Mm -hmm. or third. And. You know, we're, we are not able to give it its just because we've already done two other maybe shitty podcasts before. This week, we get the best right at the beginning. Oh, I knew you'd be all over that, and so did the Reddit board. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm predictable, if nothing else, Kamar. Well, just everyone was like, if Simon doesn't get his five, I don't know if life's worth living. <laughs> anyway, Simon doesn't give out five, so don't hold well, your fucking breath, It'll people. be something good, peeps. You don't have to worry about that. Um. Anyways, yeah, you want to, everybody rated it? We rated the week. We're waiting for you to uh, dive into it. To start it up. Let's do it. So what was the number? Uh, sorry, fuck. 1488, I'm going to say. Andrew Schultz. Am I wrong? Am I You'd right? be correct, sir. 1488, Andrew Schultz, <laughs> as I said before. And just to, if we just wanted to start where they started, they started right away on Tom Hanks, just right out of the gates. Yeah. What I never put together, he did a lot of that for me in this episode where I was like, oh, that's a really good point. You know what I mean? He's got a great perspective. He's got a great perspective, a real like, I don't know shit kind of perspective, which is healthy. And I agree, he's cocky, but not in like... And he brings what he does know to the table. I love when he likes something that Joe is saying and he says, go on. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. It's perfect because it's like, um, as the person telling the piece of information you feel validated, like he's now paying attention to what you're saying, you know what I mean? I, I don't know, I, I like it. I think it's a good conversation ploy. He's getting Joe to open up and, oh, okay, I'll keep going with this. i just say right off the top, the first strange thing is, I guess Joe has stopped testing people. Oh yeah. Who come into the show. I think Joe has stopped believing in COVID period. He can't come out and say it. I mean, Bill, it gets interesting for one second we'll there, there, but we'll get there, yeah. Um, <laughs> But Schultz yeah. was like, ah, do you have it? He's like, I don't know. I think I got, like, I was, I was just surprised at that moment when he was admitting that he's not longer testing. I guess they were starting to add up. Can I have the lighter back there, Matt? Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Sorry, come on. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying that he, he, he was maybe the first guest who has not been tested in studio. As before, weeks prior, Joe's having everyone tested. Yeah, yeah, no, I am. A, yes I, and I'm no. We know, we know, like, at least twice he forgot to test the people. That's true. One of them, he, so one of them, he stopped precedent. the podcast to test them. At which point, I was like, "Well, this is futile, Joe. Now you're just spending two hundred dollars for nothing. You've been sitting across from the person, and you've got the doctor sitting there just outside waiting." And the whole point about that is, it all happened live. I mean, not live because they edit the podcast. They didn't need to include that. In. I don't know why. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, why? Just give it some. You know terroir. what? I'll say this though, Simon. There's stuff I've left in this podcast that I easily could have edited out, and I left it in to give it some realism or make people feel like maybe they're seeing behind the curtain a little bit. I don't know. Just yeah. like think about it. Remember, there was the week where Kamar was like, "This is the Joe Rogan experience with Simon." 
I could have easily edited that out. That's the easiest edit out ever, but it was a fun reaction. All yeah, of us being that like, shit's funny. I get it. This is like, this isn't funny. This is making funny. it look like Joe either is super careless or doesn't give a fuck or. It no, just, hold on, hold on, hold on. You could put on Jamie. Super careless or doesn't give a fuck. He was, he took the time and the money to actually uh, test people that were coming in. He forgot one or two, but give the guy some credit. This is coming from me. What I'm saying is he was running a pretty tight or operation there. Yeah. It was, you know, making, there was a, and then he just missed, like, I, yeah, but it's like you said, he stopped believing. I know he came back from Vegas. No, I'm just saying they should have just taken that out. I'm not, I don't care what Joe does. I test, don't test. I don't give a fuck. But if you're going to like make a point about telling everybody that you're testing on the podcast and then you missed the one, just don't include that, and we don't know, and we think you're still diligent with what you're doing. You just know? a technical production flaw. What I'd like to know, I think so. What I'd like to know is how many people, or if anyone, went, tested positive, and then was told to leave. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But you would never know. That's not like I don't. I doubt Joe would bring that to light. I mean, unless he. Yeah, because he likes privacy. Who knows? But what's interesting is the last time we had Andrew shows on, I think it was in the spring around St. Patrick's Day, I remember. Wasn't okay. it him and Charlemagne together? No, he came on again after that, I believe. No, I think it was, no, the I think it was him I think and Charlemagne. On, I think then, he went on and then he brought Charlemagne on. And okay. then he's gone off and he's just flourished and he's come back king of the world. Because yep. one of the neat things is he still has not put out a comedy special, a proper special. Yeah, but again, he's gone a different route, so I don't think he cares about a special. I think he's making enough money off just releasing. Like, he releases to me, uh, I don't know, I guess not a shocking amount. A lot of the videos he releases are a lot of crowd work and stuff. No, but right before the pandemic, he was getting ready to shoot his first special. Yeah. Because remember, he was saying this thing, I want to earn these people's attention for an hour, and he finally built that up. But uh, he's doing amazing. And he's in that air where he's fearless. He's not editing himself at all when he's talking yeah. or thinking about yeah. what's coming out of his mouth. I think that's like great. Like some guests may or may not. Mm-hmm. Do you know how I look at a special now, Kamar? And I'm going to make a weird parallel here. I, I look at it like uh, like skate videos. So like, do Absolutely. You, you remember back in the day, it was you, you, you had a part. That's what they called it. Your part because it was part of a whole video, right? So they, they worked like two years tirelessly to release a skateboard video. And that was like the... The pièce de résistance, whatever. Now it's like dudes release single parts on YouTube, where it's just or them. TikTok or sure, or wherever Instagram. or Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of to me, it's kind of the same thing. Like Shawls doesn't necessarily need a part because he releases a lot of like I don't know. I would say all those um, Netflix degenerates are exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Eight, sure. Yeah, eight comedians yeah, yeah. Are all parts, but um, I think the. It's just a milestone for a comedian to put out their special. The, the whole point is to get your name out there. I like to Matt's point. And he's getting his name out there. So no that's problem. what's important. But still, know? I think as a comedian, you need a special. Like, this is my body of work up at this point. Captured and put yep. out. I think it's I, just an industry standard. Yeah, yeah. But Kamar, I still, what I'm saying is like, <clears throat> again, to parallel with skateboarding, it used to be like, oh, you're, you're a pro. Where's your part? You have a skateboard part on a video? Oh, no, you don't? Okay, then you're probably not pro. I think now, because there's so many services, it's almost watered down. Oh, uh, the special isn't what it used to be. But still, like you said, putting out crowd work specials is not necessarily... 
burning no. your material. You know, what that's I mean? what. Well, that was my point. Is when I thought about Shawls and what he puts on online, it's a lot of crowd work. It's a lot of stuff that he could never duplicate, which is why he's like, I'll just put it out there in the fucking world and it'll get me views, which is fine. Um, I don't know. I mean, I listen. I'm coming around on Shawls. I just didn't do a full 180 after this episode. There's still a lot of stuff about him that that I find kind of I don't know. And listen, I'm a piece of shit. I don't think Shawls would like me, and he'd probably be right not to. So. Let's get back to uh, okay, the meat and potatoes. So they start with the Tom Hanks. Did this you guys is the ever meat and potatoes? Well, there's a lot of meat. There's and potatoes a lot. He goes this. into yeah. everything. Everything. Yeah. Give me the so lighter. Tom Hanks. Did you guys ever notice that Rita Wilson and is Wilson? Wilson? I never put that together at all. That's, Andrew Schultz that's puts that together. Nothing two about nothing. You know what I mean? But it's just a, a cool coincidence. It's a little fishy. I, I it's wonder. Not fishy at all. He must have named it after his wife. Okay, hold the, on, hold the, on, the hold on. The sporting goods company? Oh, yeah, that's... No, no, I mean, that's just weird. It's just a weird No, it's not, and he moment. didn't write Castaway, so I don't even understand <laughs> what we're doing here. Oh, I thought it was Captain Phillips. No, it wasn't Which Captain he didn't Phillips. write either. <laughs> Those Castaway. should be the same movie. Captain Phillips should be the beginning, and he gets yeah, thrown course, off the boat, of course, and yeah. then it's Castaway, yeah. but it's FedEx. Big um, for FedEx. So this surprised me a little bit. Here, just hear me out on this, okay? If, if COVID was a planned thing, and they knew about it, um, they being, you know, the same people who probably killed Epstein. If COVID was a planned thing. Why didn't they just wait the month and blame Epstein's death on COVID and then they wouldn't have had to worry about that shoddy fucking suicide job? You Where, know? Where's the month you're waiting? Well, Epstein uh, commits suicide. In the summer. I like how you. Oh, was it the summer? It was like okay, August. so it's a it's a couple of months. It's not that big deal. It's not that big a deal. Well, my theory to thwart that would be they had to wait for Christmas to pass before they unleashed the pandemic, because they needed that uh, business time. You couldn't have a shutdown in November, because what do you mean they needed the business time? All the money that Christmas generates. Who needed that? The the Amazon, so the economy. But they make the money back. After, no? I don't know. I think Christmas is the biggest time of the year well, for consumers. Of course it is. So if you have a pandemic right before then, you kibosh that. Well, from Black Friday yeah, to Yeah, I Christmas. get it. To, yeah. I mean, I, this is what a conspiracy-minded person would say. What are you looking for, Simon? For your jewel? It's in the crack, guaranteed. One of the cracks of the seat. Almost fucking guaranteed. Or it's in your crotch. Anyways, it's it would have been an interesting sides, sides. Yeah, I'll figure it out in a second. All right, it would have been an interesting um, way to go about getting two birds stoned at once. You know what if I mean? If they're trying, yeah. Well, no, yeah. I love that you literally think it's like ten people running the world, and that they're like, okay, guys, so what's on the docket today? Well, this Epstein thing came out a bit early. We don't want to ruin Christmas, so we might have to hang them as opposed to just doing this COVID I, thing. I know, but we're still a go on the COVID. Yeah, no, we're still a go on the COVID. I know it seems crazy, Maddie, and I probably would have thought the same way you did, but I think it's probably it's probably not 10 guys, but I don't think it's that many, you know? The they. The they. I, I really, and that's how this thing has just kept going for so long. It's because it's a really small kind of family operation. Is it possible that there's or a couple multi, of they's? Multi, uh, totally. That have no connection whatsoever? Well, I think they would have some connection. Well, but they'd, ha they'd have to know each other, wouldn't they? With each no other. of. Or they, their dealings would run into each other at some point. Like the Rothschilds. You know? The Rothschilds and then let's say the... Um, the Bilderberg. Passar family from like France or something. You know what I mean? 
Have you ever heard of them? So I know they're powerful. No, I mean, I don't know a lot about them. But uh, but there's like, I mean, if you subscribe to some of those theories out there, there's a lot of different groups. But I'm just saying, like, I don't, look, maybe it's 100, maybe it's 200, but in the big scheme of things, I don't think it's that many people who are involved. But just in to get back at you, decisions. one group was doing the COVID, one group was doing Epstein. They just didn't get their um They didn't send a memo to each other? crossed, yep. It's true. That could totally guys. We could do a little cross collabo here. If you guys could kill Epstein with this COVID, that would really. In January, I was tying. In January, I was tying uh, Epstein to COVID, but I lost the trail. Right. I had a. um, You are not a detective. Professor arrested at Harvard that may or may not have received funding from Jeffrey Epstein, who was um, arrested for uh, sending information to China. So treason. Okay. But I, I, I can't I can't get it to the virus. You personally? No, not with my limited means. Mm-hmm. I like. Uh, Is that treason? <laughs> giving another company info? Country, I guess in this case, China is sort of a company. I'm sorry, so. country, not company. I believe so I believe so. I think it's absolutely treason. I think now I have to Google it. It's espionage. So oh, um, I think it's espionage, actually. What's his name? Charles made an interesting point, which I think I've made a couple of times on this podcast, which is um, religion is like the new science. And if you don't believe in the science, you're a heretic the same way if before if you didn't believe in the religion, you're a heretic. I just think it's an interesting... Um, he said the quote about one, two, three religions, right? One, two, three religions. If you have one religion, you're oppressed. If you have two religions, you have war. You have more than two religions, everything works out. There's balance. I didn't remember him saying that. That's interesting. I that that couldn't be him who said that. No, no, no. Uh, he, he was boring a line. Yeah. Weird. So treason in the dictionary is the crime of betraying one's country, especially by attempting to kill the sovereign or overthrow the government. However, treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. <laughs> No person shall be convicted of treason unless one, unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act. So, no, I don't think it would fall into treason. It would, yeah. I lost the dissent anyway, so no charges would be forthcoming. Huh. So, Schultz was saying he was teasing Lex Friedman at the comedy store one night. It just sounds, that sounds funny. I love when he called it, called it Lex on this one. Well, they're so lucky they weren't live or both their phones would have blown up. By Lex himself. 100%, yeah. Guys, I'm calling. But yeah, and, and as they point out, though, you, you, even though Lex is a nerd, he's sort of a silent assassin. Like, I'm sure his jujitsu is on point. He's Russian. As the intelligent uh, perfectionist he is. So do you guys want to play the same uh, game they played out? Which was, uh, okay, so you throw, by accident, you throw a baby into a fan. What do you do? I think you call the authorities right away. Right away, and you just claim it was an accident, and you see what happens. Matt? Of course. The second you try to cover it up, you're fucked. You make valid points, fellas. Dude, there was a guy. This no is, body, no crime. This is crazy. When Big Dumb Greg and I lived together, Greg had these kids over all the time. They're big-time party animals. The fuck was one of them called? One of them had the super, like, the weirdest name ever, like, Street Pizza or, like, his nickname was Street Pizza? That's not it. That's another dude that I knew's nickname. No joke. <clears throat> this guy had a weird name like that, though. Anyway, 
I'm living in Vancouver and someone hits me up and is like, dude, don't you know this guy? This party animal was selling a bunch of drugs. I think it was, I, I can't remember what drug, like some party drug. And him and two buddies were in an apartment one night getting super high. One of them ODs. And the two other guys, this kid that was at my house all the time, the two guys freak out. And they put the kid's body in a bag. And I can't remember oh, whether right. they I cut it up or not. Thing. And then they threw it in the river. That happened here. In Ottawa, yes. And it, he, he died of an OD. Like, they weren't responsible That's for my him. point. Yeah. So the point is, well, they felt responsible because they sold on the drugs and they were doing the drugs. So they felt... I understand. But had they called the cops... Had they had just called the cops, they, they might have done okay. some probation, maybe six months, whatever. I don't think they cut him up. If my memory is, I don't think they did either. Either way, they put him in a bag though and put him in the river. And now the kid's doing like 18 years or something. So it's one of those things where like, if you just use your fucking head and realize that like, especially in a scenario where you have really not intentionally done anything wrong and there's no premeditated anything, you just get it out fast. Unless you're black. Unless it was my baby, I would never want to be alone with the baby. So at least have a witness to a gust of wind came in and blew the baby in the fan, or or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, God forbid that. So you a never gust like of wind babysit your nephew or anything. You make sure there's like oh, a I buffer between you the, and the, the dog ate my baby, and gotcha. that's happened. The fact that you are afraid to be alone in a room with a baby kind of actually scares me of you a little bit. Well, it's like you know, Maddie, how some people say they can't walk too close to the edge, even if there's a balcony, because their fear is they're going to throw themselves off. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Is that what we're dealing with here? I have Kumar? a fear that I'll throw a baby into a fan. Something like that. <laughs> it's a little irrational. I'm I'm not suggesting it. You kind of brought it to light. Simon, you didn't answer. Well, after I heard your guys' answers, I I was thinking in a totally different direction. So oh, let's please let's uh, continue as Schultz was saying. <laughs> a little more devious. Go on. Well, no, I was just thinking like what. Tell me more. What would happen if you had to, you know, cover that shit up? You deflected on the neighbor you liked the worst. I'm pretty sure there's like a, I don't know if it's Chandra Levy or one of those uh, famous. This was Casey Anthony. Was it Casey Anthony? Well, they they don't know. That's one of the, uh, one of the theories. Yeah, sorry, not, what did I say? Chandra Levy, that's somebody else. Anyways, I think one of the theories was that maybe she accidentally killed the baby and then tried to cover it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we still don't know the truth of this day. No, you don't. Oh, that's right. They were talking about, because they were talking about the hotties. Um, the hot women that kill. Hot women that kill. That sounds like something I would do. Y- you know what I'm saying? Like when he's saying on our show, like I guess he did that with Charlemagne. Is that, uh, or was he talking about the guy he does the videos with? I think it was on Flagrant. I think it was on Flagrant. What is Flagrant? It's flagrant his, show. his show. That's the show. Okay. Not Brilliant Idiots of the Charlemagne and Flagrants with, I'm sorry, I forgot his Co-host name off the top of my head. Um, and then, so then, of course, they started. Sorry, I just got lost in a the thought there. I could tell. You can jump in anytime when that happens. <laughs> we'll do. 
then they started with the Epstein doc and you know, his big thing was the painting. And I'm just like, this guy is my guy, you know, I thought that might speak to you. And well, it's so just, it's so funny that I was like, how is this guy the first guy to go on Joe Rogan's show and mention, we've been mentioning this painting because nobody is any fucking fun anymore, Matt. And this guy just kind of showed us what it's like to actually have a guest on Joe Rogan. That is one of us to be and the whole reason we do this whole fucking show, you know, I'm not kidding. Kamar. I called the second I saw the painting, I called Simon and was like, tell me you finished. Immediately. I hadn't even got there yet. Like, But he says to me, I go, have you finished this documentary? He goes, yeah, I'm pretty much done. And I go, the painting. And Simon goes, what painting? And I went, just call me back in like an hour. Like, that's how I know. That's why I know we're friends, man. Because, because we moment. share a really like similar sense of what's funny in the world, you know? And he sort of gave the same synopsis on the whole documentary that we did. Well, he said the same thing about the painting too. He's like, Epstein isn't even the fucking, well, this Epstein is, isn't even the crux of the painting. He's like a side piece that just like in that alien ship, that's the best too. Well, and he's like, dog, look, he's there. He's the alien. Yep. And if you really want to, if we really want to kind of look, she was inside if we believe what she said. And the only reason I really do believe what she says is because it's so fucking crazy. Um, Epstein is not the, he is not the cog that runs this fucking scan. You know what I mean? Ghislaine is, obviously. And the guy under Ghislaine, uh, Wexler, who is the dude who gave um, him the house, right? The $7 billion house in... Or million dollar house in... New York City? No, I think it was LA, wasn't it? Let me tell me... Anyways, me, it doesn't matter where it was. Can I tell you what really fucks me up when I think what about I this? Thought, Michael? Oh, there you go. <coughs> Excuse me. What really fucks me up is that like, I think about the Manson guy and how it took him so long to write that book because he didn't have all the info, nor would all the info have been available at the time. And I think about this documentary. I'm like, this guy died, what, last summer, you said, Kamar? Yeah. Like, end of last summer? Yeah. So we're not even a year out of this guy's death. And they've already put together a full documentary covering. Seems like they had some stuff going, maybe from the day he was arrested. No, but it really wasn't. And again, if we want to go back to like that documentary, and and I feel for these ladies, these girls who had this shit happen to them, but this wasn't a, this wasn't a documentary to tell you stuff about Jeffrey Epstein's case. This was an opportunity for these women to tell their story. But it, like Schultz was saying, it almost seemed like this documentary was an attempt to make Epstein appear like he was everything. Even though the painting told the other story, all these other people just got duped by him and it's all Jeffrey well, Epstein. That which is an that would, position. I'm sorry, Kamar, that would be the point, right? Like, But then, hold on. This if is, you weren't the center, you want these girls to think you are. My question, though, is like, why is almost, why even show the painting in the documentary? Especially if you're not going to dive into it. I don't think they knew exactly what they were showing. I don't know, man. There's a lot of eyes they on that They were too into the documentary at the time to realize that they, the they, painting itself is a documentary in itself. They thought they were just getting like some good fodder for their show. They didn't realize that this girl was like laying it all out on the line, you know? Very interesting. I don't know. I could, listen, I could totally be wrong. Like this painting could mean fucking nothing. He could be in a UFO because this girl is crazy. You know what I mean? But I just, no matter what, I find it interesting that he is like way off 
and she's in the middle as a lizard person, and Wexler is like the grand wizard underneath. And then, like, frankly, the guy who drives the FBI school bus with the antlers <laughs> is closer to the middle than Jeffrey Epstein is. I mean, I think we need to stop for a second and recognize also that judging by this woman's art, which we've we've spoken about before, it looks almost as though she she painted this thing in a fucking trance. Possessed. So the argument of like, well, an artist would put Epstein at the middle if he's in the that can kind of go at the window. Like if your mind is just doing whatever, then maybe who's where doesn't really matter. Let's just play devil's advocate on that one for a sec, right? Because your mind would just fucking... Like, think about all her other paintings. They all had purpose. They all had really good composition. They look, You know what I mean? They, They're more technical than emotional. It just seemed like this... Well, maybe you're right. Maybe the emotions... But again, I think that plays into the subconscious kind of taking over. And I agree. I don't know. I don't know, man. I can't speak to that lady's intentions while she was painting. All I can do is is give my opinion on what I think that painting is all about. And I really think that the more I think about it now, the more I think like, yeah, he was the one who got fucking caught. He was the one who got whatevered. You know what I mean? She's still free. But he's not just there. a patsy. That's the thing. We know that this is deeper than we know that this had it, somewhere along the lines. There was fucking like Mossad involved. You, you know, the, this went deeper than just some weird pedophile ring. This was a honeypot of some sort. There's no doubt about that. I do, we're just not sure who was running the pot or how many uh, like governments or groups had their hands in it. You well, know? the biggest thing is a lot of the media bearing the story gives us an idea who's involved without saying who's involved. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Schultz made another good point where he was Schultz. like... Schultz, sorry. Um, I'm going <clears> to <throat> call him Schultz forever. I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, he made him? another good point where he was like, he was like, why are these kids now being used as spokespeople, the, like the Greta Thunbergs, whatever her name is. And it, it is a good point. Like you put these kids up and then you can't, like, it makes you look shitty when you try and tear them down, even if they're have terrible opinions or opinions you don't agree with. It's just like another layer of uh, insulation to get out these messages that may or not, may not be accurate. I believe he said that it's the same reason why can't Candace Owens is experienced success, right? Right. Cause you can't, um, you can, but again, you look like a bully like, a, or a racist or a racist yeah, or a misogynist or whatever. So she's got yeah, a, couple, she's of got a couple of things going. Yeah. No, I mean, it would be the same, um, kind of thing that I guess like a Shapiro could hide behind in a way, you know, because you could always just claim anti-Semitism. When he what? called him autistic Adam Smith, I nearly fucking shit my pants it, laughing. When he was making fun of Shapiro, I was dying. He man. was killing it yeah. and he, uh, like he, Joe laughs at everybody, but I thought it was just way more genuine laughs. Oh, for sure. Joe was almost like, I can't for believe sure. he just said that. It was just, it was just real refreshing. I feel like you had an amazing agree-a-thon with Andrew throughout the podcast. I, 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 we had, we shared. I'm starting a to feel lot. like you took your pants off halfway through the podcast. We shared a lot of um, moments for sure. Listen, I heard a crazy conspiracy this week. Fuck. No, you know what? We'll, we'll save for the post. I got it. Yeah. Forget that Flush for it a out. second. Um, save it for never. But they were talking Pardon. about, um, like, the silence about the pedos. 
You know what I mean? How this stuff is happening and nobody's talking about it, which is something we've talked about a lot. And just how there are so many guys. And when I started thinking about it, like Woody Allen, for example, that's a really good, like that guy did something that was really kind of gross, but because he makes kind of gross in some, I, I'm, I was being facetious okay. um, in some people's opinion, not mine. I don't like his work particularly, but he's a genius. So do you get a pass then? Does your work get a pass because... Well, this is the classic separating the art from the artist. Well, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? And the biggest example of that, and I wrote it down before they got to it, just putting that out there, was the Werner von Braun. You know what I mean? Like there is the guy who gets the ultimate pass because he did something that was in most people's eyes more, I guess, important than the harm he did, you know? I think it's too much money to cancel NASA, though, on behalf of him. It's a lot easier to cancel a statue or a painting or something. Right, but there isn't even a... a I'm not saying to cancel NASA, but they could certainly... NASA. NASA they could certainly um, disavow this guy and be like, look, we... Disavow. Sorry. Didn't I say disavow? I said disavow. Disavow. Disavow a guy, this guy... And and not it doesn't mean we didn't get to the moon, you know. I think it's probably a too late to have done it, and now if they bring it up, then it creates way more outrage. I'm super surprised that this isn't a way bigger point of contention. Man. You feel like you talk to the normal person, like what? They don't know what the fuck you're talking no about. No one has first any idea. Even more to that point, Kamar, if you want to take this one step further, is Werner von Braun, terrible guy. Like Joe said, this guy was like he would be tried for war crimes. Now he would be put to death. He fucking killed personally had jews killed you you know how does it go best friends walt disney they made a movie together to try and get i've been through this multiple times to try and get people used to the idea of going to space this is built into the fabric of our culture so by that rationale you'd have to cancel disney or at least be aware of what the fuck is going on. I am not at all saying to cancel anybody. I don't think we should be going back in time. And I realize you're things. not a canceler. But we should, at it. we should be made aware of who Walt Disney is. Why are we still hiding the fact or Werner von Braun or what we were but built on? But let me ask on. you this. Like, but let me Disney ask you this. doesn't want that out there. I was just going to say. Why is it up to Disney? hold on. No, but even then, what I'm saying is like Disney doesn't. It's not like Walt Disney, the person, is the face of Walt Disney. It's just a name. At this point, and it's Disney at this point. It's not even Walt Disney. Like, think about that. They've even separated themselves from it's Disney. It's no longer Walt. Well, that's it. It's not. Well, it's, what if Epstein owned uh, Ben and Jerry's? Ben and Jerry's should not be in business anymore. What if he owned the whole thing? Epstein's ice cream. We're making a fictitious company, and and they're still going strong. Is, how good is the, Epstein ice cream? How good is the ice cream? Excellent not, ice cream. Not good enough, man. Better than Hagen Dazs. What do you mean not good enough? I mean, can that ice cream be good enough that the replacement, like this is a person who killed a million Jews? What I'm just saying is the business can continue. I don't understand. It's not like the ice cream has the blood of Jews in it. Like, what are we doing here? Well, I don't know. Okay, so that's a good question. And this, and this is what they were talking about. So so let's just play this out for a second. Let's try. Um, Volkswagen, okay? Volkswagen, is yeah. The car for the people. Yeah. Those people were the German people. Yeah. That slogan is a... Nazi um, slogan. Yeah, but not only is it a Nazi slogan, it's a, like, um, we're trying to get the master race slogan. That's Propaganda. the people they are talking about. Sure. 
Simon, I mean, you have to realize that, like, <laughs> there's a lot of fucking... Sh there's, like, most of the banks are connected to the Nazis in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, well, I know. Yep. He says it like an old Jew. Yes, well, I know. No, I'm, I'm just saying there's a... He is. Look, we make, <laughs> we make a lot of concessions in everyday functioning... Because that's how it was. You know what I mean? This is what built Hollywood. This is what built this. So on the backs of these people. We do it all the time. Yep. The, the yep. railroad. The, this is what they're fighting for right now. Maybe we're Black not, Lives Matter. Maybe we're not know? there yet, though. Like right now, they're canceling Christopher Columbus. In 20 more years, Disney will have his day of reckoning. NASA will have his day of reckoning. Interesting. I don't know if they're going... Uh, uh, Polanski. Like, there's another perfect example. Like, some people still stand up for that Chronologically. Guy. So Simon, here's well, let me ask you a question. Which has nothing to do with Jews. I personally have never given a shit about going to space. So for me, the idea that the Americans would bring over this terrible Nazi just because he might have been good at rockets is extra fucked up for me. But you, however, I feel like you care a great deal about space exploration, going to space, putting people in space, figuring out what's out there. So the real question is to you. As a Jewish man and a lover of space, someone, well, no, but you know what I mean? It, I do. I do know exactly. So what the I question mean. to you then is really how, like, what do you feel outweighs what? Yeah, I think it really depends. And this is a problem because we're not going to know the answer anytime soon, I don't think. But it really depends on whether or not the Cold War and the race to space was, were they doing that just to beat the Russians? To, like, was it way more complex than just a pure, um, m my point being, if they weren't racing the Russians, could we have just waited an extra two years and got there on our own? But because we were racing them, they had to make these concessions of working with the Germans in order to beat the Russians. And if the Russians had got there first, would that have really changed, like, the complexion of the world, you if, know? If the Russians had got Werner von Braun first? No, had got to the moon first. But say they'd grabbed him and instead made... No, I think Simon's, Simon's argument is not that they... Like, the Americans got him. They should have just killed him or tried him for war crimes or whatever. That the argument is not, did the Russians get him? It's just, should they have dealt with him at the time? No, more what I was getting at was... I know what you're getting at, yeah. If the Russians are... If they get there before we do, is that really like a... Was this all just... Um, a publicity thing or was it really like we believe it a lot of it was publicity they're going to control they're going to the power is going to shift if they can get there first they're I, trying to raise the morale of the americans simon i think this is the problem this is the real problem what so they get this guy they know he's a genius they know that he can help their program if think about it like this if they've they've for all intents and purposes, they believe they've toppled the Nazi regime. So they can take this guy back to their country and basically make him a prisoner, a comfortable prisoner, though. Yep. So not a prisoner in that he's in shackles or behind bars. He can operate within the U.S., but he can't, you know, he's going to be watched forever. Like, do you think, honestly, that they brought him over and there weren't eyes on him at all times as well? I assume there was. I'm not sure. I think just having the way it played out, I think, he had free reign to do whatever the fuck he wanted. But go on but, with your well, little well, explanation. Well, yeah, well, it's not an explanation. Or it's whatever. a thought, thought yeah. experiment. I mean, you could argue that, again, if they're going to just keep eyes on him, then what the fuck difference does it make? You might as well keep the guy alive and yep. use his brilliance for your own good to, to further. There's that argument, yep. which I think. But what, what irks me is that why have him in the public eye? 
this is what I'm getting at. He's like, why have him as a mouthpiece? Why have this guy like just have some other American scientist read what he writes? Because I think he wrote his own deal. And I think he was way more in charge than you think. And like in order for him to, I guess, not, I don't know, murder himself or something. I don't know what his leverage was. How powerful do you feel if you are as bad as you were in Germany doing all this ruthless stuff and then you get a golden ticket and come over in your head of the biggest space organization, you feel pretty good about yourself. Well, yeah, and, and I think the r- way this guy was able to write this ticket is he probably had, like, inside info from whoever was giving the Germans their inside info. So let me ask you that, that would be too. their greatest so, fear of the Americans. So let me ask you that, too, Simon. So let's say, let's say, let's say early on in the war, uh, the Americans capture Werner von Braun and they give him a sweetheart deal, but in return, he gives them all sorts of Nazi strongholds. Is it then? Is it worth it? Like I'm asking you, at what point? You know what I mean? Because oh, maybe this guy, the same maybe the maybe the sweetheart deal this guy got was because at the end of the day, maybe he gave them a ton of shit, like a ton of shit. Possibly again. That's what you. I mean, that's what you hope. Just seeing the way it all played out with him kind of running his own show and doing whatever the fuck he wanted. It was all about this race. They, for whatever reason, they needed to get there before the Russians did. And they were willing to fucking do a lot of shady shit to do it, man. And again, it might be because they needed to get there first because whoever they were meeting there, it was like, whoever gets... No, I'm being serious here, man. I know you are. Whoever, is, yeah, is, whoever gets there first is like the ones who are going to be in the conversation. And if you don't get there, you're not in the conversation. I love that Simon thinks that aliens came down, spoke to every world leader and was like, hey guys, guess what? We're up here. There's a race to the moon. First one to the moon... Gets to talk to us. Kind of like that. I mean, not quite so simple, but kind of like that. Um, But just back to the point we were making before, because they brought up Matt, was that guy who invented the nitrogen extraction thing, and then it ended up Who got the Nobel uh, Prize while he was simultaneously... The Hober method, killing tons of Jews, like... um, Here's the weird thing, though. I didn't... Maybe I might have tuned out for a second while they were talking about this. So he invented the method that we still use to this day, which is what got him the Nobel Prize. Did he actively go to the Nazis and say, you can change this and then it will... I, or I don't know, or if it was just used, like because if it was innocent Because if it was victim, just used, you know? how is he, a, how well, is he the guy? He's like, not, yeah. He wouldn't be, I guess, at that point. Yeah, it seemed it seemed. They were odd. asking... No, the Germans just did it. They just figured it out. They were they asking where the Germans got um, all their... Like, how were they so advanced? Yeah. Um, and this is where I think, like... Uh, Hitler, well, and, and Goebbels, all of those guys, Gimler, they were all working with the Vail, the Vils Society, yeah. which was like this older um, group, and they believed in like occult stuff. That's where all of that comes into play. That's why Hitler had all those like people looking for the grail, and that's why they went to Antarctica or uh, the Antarctic, and they did all sorts of weird shit during the war when they should have been busy uh fighting and planning their attacks they were off looking for like magic rings and shit but yeah well the leader was hopped up on methods. there is something to be said like they were so advanced they were designing ufos they were talking about uh time travel like they were really doing some really fucking weird shit you can't be creating a ufo at that point it's an identified flying object 
No, just using the same kind of. Sure, uh, sure. They actually have something that looks very much. And like, like you said, you can't cancel math. You can't cancel math. You you can cancel a song or you can cancel a painting or whatever. You can, right. If you want to, but it. I mean, it's already it's already there. So I guess that's our conclusion that they they can't cancel what we use so importantly. Mm-hmm. And Adidas was also another one of those. Uh, Adidas and Puma. And Puma, I guess, and uh, because he sold um, Hugo Boss rubber to the Nazis, right? That he had a tire factory. That's why they. I think that's the story. That's why they were able to make. um, But like Doc Martens were the boots of the Nazis. You're also Um, forgetting though that that is how capitalism works. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's not supposed to matter. It's oh, you need this. Well, I have. I make that. So a lot of people got rich off war. I get it. You can sit there and be like, well, they shouldn't have sold it to the Nazis, but that's kind of how, I wasn't, unfortunately, it's a gross part of business. Again, Matt, I wasn't suggesting that Adidas go out of business. I was maybe suggesting that, no, that maybe it's just my job or someone's job to at least bring to light out. that these people, this is where they come from, you know? I mean, I think we all wake up in the morning knowing that we're going we're gonna to rub hands with fucking at least a hundred products that are probably really gross yeah, yeah in how they were procured made how you got them for so cheap well i mean what were we talking about the other day nike and um, i was talking about your iphone oh no your iphone but no i was just even saying nike like supported something and then they're even just making their shoes they're so compromised by chinese um like slave labor yeah. you know what i mean yeah it's tough to say black lives matter when like your shoes are made by the, this Asians is, that this, you don't give this, a shit about. This is what I'm yeah. saying, yeah. Um, Hogan's Heroes, that was another example of, like, back in the day, that was a show all about um, the Nazis, you know what I mean? Um, imagine today if they did a sitcom about 9-11 as the backdrop. No, like, you couldn't, man. You, you couldn't could. be joking about You that. could at I this mean, point. you could, I guess. But It's just, you know, it's... It seems a little... I guess it hasn't been as long, so... You're forgetting, too. But there it was, was. It was the same amount of time. You're forgetting. There was a movie with Ernest Borgnine that was... Uh, it was like a World War II movie, but it was from the Nazi perspective. But it was from the Nazi perspective of, like, someone who wasn't, like, a... They weren't a Nazi. They were just fighting, because that's what people were doing, and they were fighting for Germany. You know what I mean? And it was a, it was a really controversial movie at the time, because people were like, how fucking... How could you make a movie from the perspective of a Nazi... But it wasn't that like it wasn't like a Jew hating. It was just a dude that was like the other side. Yeah, I want to thank you. I always thought Doctor Martin was British. Uh, no, I think they got it got taken by. The, did you check that just I to make just sure? Looked it yeah. up just to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of things that my father wouldn't let me wear as a kid, which is why I know. Would he tell you why? Yeah, of course. Like I came home once with a really cool independent truck. Uh, t-shirt mm-hmm. that the I had procured somewhere and it had the iron cross and he's like yeah you're gonna have to take that back right now and I was like why I don't even get and then we went through the whole thing you know what I mean but it's funny my parents like uh, for the longest time would never like even think about driving a German car and then at some point they were just like oh fuck it we like that car enough's you know enough. what I mean there was just some point where my whatever do you, you feel know? you follow in your father's footsteps in raising your son I mean, with some things, uh, I no swastikas. I'm like, why go out of your way to wear? You can get Did a you different say no t-shirt. No swastikas, you know? like well, for sure, no swastikas. But 
that's a, that's but a, I just mean like with um, my daughter wears docks. I don't care about that, but I don't know. Enough time removed, just like the car. I guess uh, maybe I should care. Maybe I'm being silly. And, well, no, because I'm uh, sitting here. I'm sitting here thinking like at this point, like World War Two was what four sixties, eighty years ago now. Okay. Well, I'm just. Do you honestly think that Doc Martin is still run by Nazis, or that you know what I mean? Like, I think we're right. No. Yeah. But if I and, don't know if I if I were to think that there was some uh, thing still going on, then I guess I but should. But I think my point was you're a hypocrite one way or the other because you could sit there and be like, "Well, I'm not going to wear Doc Martens," but you're okay knowing that like 14 Congolese kids died yeah. so that you could get your it's, iPhone. You know what I mean? Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, we 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 have we pick and choose our fucking battles, and we're well, not very hypocrites. again. We should point out that the Congolese kids make the iPhones, and we should point out that Walt Disney is a Nazi. Like, I'm not saying stop watching Disney movies. Let's just know where these things come from. And also, I the batteries for electric cars. Sure. Right? Yeah, somebody sent that into us, right? For Greta. For Greta. There you go. What was that? Which is, Greta wants everyone to drive electric cars. Mm-hmm. And then there was a meme with a little African going, Greta, we're, we're mining as fast as we can. Our little <laughs> hands can only get so much for your batteries. Yeah. So um, Charlemagne, just whatever, mm-hmm. Bigfoot believer. Like I really, I don't know how I'm not just a fucking fanboy of those guys, of that show because. Well, you are now. I mean, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was nice to get a little bit of Bigfoot talk on Rogan again. Usually he's just absolute dismissive. But I felt like when he found out Charlemagne, I know he knows this because they talked about it, but Joe forgets things all the time. He's got a lot going on. Um but during this conversation, there was such a great Joe Rogan quote where he says, yeah, chimps eat the fuck out of monkeys. Like, just that quote is amazing, man, Joe Rogan. We'll get perfect. on the board. Um, but he makes a good point. Like, you know, we know that in that time when they could have come from um, over on the land bridge, the ice bridge, I mean, it could have been a very, like, Yeti-type creature, and by the time it gets over here and has time to adapt, it becomes more Bigfoot-like. You know, the brown coat, the um, yetis are supposed to be a little bit smaller than Bigfoot, so maybe they got bigger, maybe the terrain was rougher over here, whatever. But, like, we know there was that giant bear, the, um, I don't remember what it's called, but it was just like a huge bear. And uh, Dan Flores was saying that it stopped humans from getting across the, bri- the land bridge for a really long time because they just had no defense against this bear. And I wonder if the same was kind of true. Maybe the um, Gigantopithecus was able to make it across because it was the only thing that was able to fight against this bear that was like... There's no the, way they could be one and the same. I don't think so. Well, because we know they're two different species. Like they have proof of both of them, you know? I'm comfortable thinking it went out like the um, saber-toothed tiger. Something like that. Yeah, and I mean... Definitely al- existed. Along those lines, like we're finding out now that the Tasmanian tiger, that thing, you know, that what's-his-name is looking for, uh, the guy who was on Rogan. Mm-hmm, like, the big cheeks. They thought that was Glant. from the time of the saber-toothed tiger, and it is still, they think it's still living, so why not, like, one, two, ten, a hundred pods of big feet that just live out there, you know? Why not? I can't not, tell you definitely why not? why not. I can't. 
It's your alive. birthday, man. No, there could be a thousand has, pods of big feet out there. I appreciate that. Although man. it has nothing to do with my birthday. Sidebar: I listened to a tinfoil hat with a guy who was talking about a Bigfoot in Florida. Did you hear that the one? The skunk ape. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? Just the story was too. Again, yeah, these stories are always like this. You can't just be like, I don't know what it was. Or I did hear somebody who had the same kind of theory that I did about them being maybe a. Subterranean system. Oh. No, well, the yeah. subterranean that just is an add-on, but like the what, octopus, what kind of system? Cuttlefish. A camouflage system. Oh, okay. What did you think I said? Camouflage. Camouflage. <laughs> I thought you were doing it. Listen, again. the Bigfoots own the frontiers. Oh, by the way, I have proof now. Somebody sent us in something. I don't know if you guys saw that on the Instagram. Someone sent me that Jordan Peterson says it the same way you do. Anyways, I'm not. The oh, there you only, go. The so you're in. One. That's good. Your good goal. company. Wow, Matt, you're just flip-flopping all over the place. It's your birthday. Um, so, sorry, back to uh, Bigfoot for a second. So, yeah, they he shared the same kind of theory I do about this camouflage, which is, um, I think it's pretty valid, man. I think it would make a lot of sense as to what's happening out there, why we're seeing evidence of them, but you're never getting clear pictures. I mean, anyways. Um, I wonder if this, I mean, I know now Joe is stuck at home for a long time because of COVID. But hearing Shulls talk about going to the pyramids and then knowing that Joe, I know, and I know I've talked about this before, but the most giant pyramid fanboy and has never been to Egypt. My excuse, besides that I hate flying, I would go if you could get me on a private jet and you could supply me with security. Joe could have both of those. Now things. he's a hundred million dollar man. Yeah, there's no reason why he shouldn't go. He could have before, man. And you know what? Joe had a. It's too late now because John Anthony West is dead, but he had an open invitation from that guy to be taken around Egypt by the guy who knows the most about Egypt. You know, I really like Joe missed the boat there. I think he, I think he likes speculating a lot. The best line from that though was the reason why I think aliens built the. Um, Pyramids is because Cairo's a dump. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make There's any no way the same people built the thing. That doesn't make any sense. Cairo is a much newer. Uh, doesn't matter. Well, wouldn't they have the foundation of whoever built the pyramids? Wouldn't it be the city of the future? What do you mean? Cairo's a dump. Cairo could have been built way after. Well, it was way well, after the pyramids. Okay, then we just have this weird thing of you having um, engineering construction genius that degenerates yes that's our contention but it usually doesn't work that way no it doesn't mm -hmm. that's but, our contention but there's not usually also giant natural disasters uh, these floods that wipe out half of civilization you know what i mean and knowledge well that's the whole point come on although i use my argument some of the buildings we build today make the pyramids look like pieces of shit just um, a super elevator system and what, mm -hmm. what have you in these new buildings of today? I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but I really wonder, A, how much information was lost when the Library of Alexandria burnt down and how much of that really was never lost and is sitting right now in the basement of the Vatican. And like your questions about like, how did they build it are right fucking there. In an airtight That glass. nobody's ever going to goddamn see. And then one day there's going to be a giant fire and it's all going to disappear. And then it's, you know. I don't think it'll help us. Simon, I really hope to God that you end up in a last man alive scenario where you get all your answers. Like a Tandy type scenario where you 
you can like just fucking you'll you'll just figure it out. Okay, hey, Tandy, are you talking about that show? Last Man Alive, yeah, Dude, Last Man on Earth. That's a really funny show, right? Yeah, it gets no play. No, it doesn't get a lot of play. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. I mean, the first season, especially where he's like driving, trying to kill himself by driving of the course. car into. It, he's fucking hilarious. Will Forte. Yeah. Will Forte. Yeah. Do you know that show, Kamar? No. So he's, oh, last night. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I just, yeah. I've never watched it. You pulled the Tandy, like they do that. Whole That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tandy. Yeah. 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 What's she's really funny too. They're all funny. The whole show is funny. Yeah. Who who is the girl though? It's from Kristen, Mad Men, Kristen isn't it? Shawl or oh, she's hilarious. But then it's also uh, yeah, January Jones. January Jones. Yeah. She's so hot. So hot. She's so hot in Mad Men, she, and she plays such a horrible character. You yeah. hate her so much, and she's I would eat her ass off her hot yoga. She's insane. Um, what else were they talking about here? Nothing. We got to move on. We've given Shawls one hour. Oh my god! Oh, he could have got three hours. So, so well, really, his so episode was three hours. What we're going to talk about every single like no, we, no, we know what we do here. We're not, but we're. Let me. I was on his dick from the last time. Simon's gotten on his dick now. You're holding back. Is there any reason why I'm not holding back on shit? I just I'm I'm still not sold on this guy. There's still what thing. what what did we need to close this deal? <laughs> You're not closing any fucking deal. Well, no, I'm not going to try to take my time to convince you to like end your shows. I'm just warning if there's something. Listen, hold on. I, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a very enjoyable episode. Am I going to, like, I don't know. I, there's still something about Andrew Schultz that just, I'm not there yeah, yet. I would just see if we could pinpoint it. It's, it's all right. I don't it's know. all right. Take I'm, your time. I don't know. It's, we'll get there eventually. You I know, couldn't tell you right now. You know, just before we get off of him for a second, um, when he was saying, like, so there was a huge uptake of serial killers in the 80s. Uptick. That's when it got big. And the 60s and 70s, 70s especially, was when they were running all those acid trials. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, are we, could we, it, was there just a lot more tie-in like Manson? Were they just doing this a lot? And <laughs> seeing what happened? And this is why we ended up with like, but how do you explain serial killers after the 80s then? How do you explain them in the 90s and the 2000s? Well, that's the weird thing. I was just thinking in my head, they, it seems like they've decreased. Well, because they stopped running all those trials. So you got the people who were fucking um, brainwashed, let's call it, and they ran their course all through, and everybody else who are coming now are like legitimate psychopaths that had, or they're still running it on a much smaller scale. They got the info they needed and was like, this isn't going to work. These people get totally out of control, you know? But it's like you went from a transition from serial killers to just mass shootings. Well, again, common age. that's the, their new... Okay, let's just say, let's just say for argument's sake that they're using... The same, the same kind of acid um, mind, control. mind control trial type situations on the serial killers to get to discredit the black movement with now they change it to school shootings, things like that to discredit what, whoever they're trying to discredit. Like I'm just imagine if it's just the exact same fucking ploy and they were just they were like, OK, we see that it doesn't work with the serial killers because they end up like um, the Unabomber, you know what I mean? Where they go too far or Manson where they have their own purpose or Epstein for that matter, where it's like he was too into the honeypot where he was supposed to be running the honeypot. He was like, never get high in your own supply. Exactly. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I much prefer a creepy serial killer over just a sloppy mass shooting. 
<laughs> I, uh, yeah, I guess it reads Mar likes a good backstory. I don't know, man. I, I, I really like this episode. Really like this episode. Not one point where you could be like, he's out to lunch. He doesn't always talk about. No, and there wasn't even a point. Usually, I would like his shit, I guess, but he would piss me off. But I liked him. It was like he was willing to listen. He, I, I liked it. He's earned his cockiness, and he does so many podcasts, i.e. The Brilliant Idiots and The Fragrance. Like, he is excellent in doing media so well he's a very good talker yeah i mean he like puts he talks puts for a living to shame he talks you know? for a living absolutely rate it okay i i, I give it a four the political stuff everything he came out of his mouth was hilarious candid honest and like you said he can change his mind yeah i give it a four and a half that's the Simon's highest rating ever. Rarified air. Yeah, this guy goes from hating him to giving him the highest rating ever. I like right. that, though. That, that, to me, signals growth in Simon. Thanks, no. man. No. It's okay, that's because he didn't call you on his birthday. Yeah, so yeah. He's got a lot of makeup work <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah, this guy's really <laughs> fucking... ball sucking. Just paddling, <laughs> paddling up fucking stream here. Uh, I give it a four. I thought it was a great episode. We have an agreement. Oh, no, 4.5. Four and a half, no. Outshining us. Yeah. That's fine. Simon's allowed to, for once, give a fucking good rating. All right, let's move on. All right, well, next, so that was the bread on the outside of the sandwich, the great bread and butter that makes the sandwich good. And then we, we're getting the filler here. So Ronnie Coleman, he was okay. I mean, uh, he's a good guy. Uh, 1489, Ronnie Coleman. Well, yeah, I thought uh, this was going to be to appease you at first. Well, to have an African-American on? And a cop. To- and a cop. Well, okay. but I mean, I think Joe found that out in the interview. He I, almost, yeah, I no. almost feel like Coming that was in. the case. Yeah. But I thought this was an answer to your call for help with Joe having more of a, a sensitive thing, but no, it had nothing. To no, do that. nothing at all. And I was wondering if you were screaming at ever, ask him about his problem with racism and bodybuilding or something like that, if you wanted to speak on that, because I know you made a point of it last week. The whole time I just kept thinking, sorry, Matt, is that it should be an MMA somehow, you know? <laughs> Well, I mean, he never fought, so... No, I get it, but it was, like, too... It was dry. Well, when you look like that, I don't think you do get in many fights. No, probably not. He is not. so unbelievably big, unbelievably big. Simon had, like, a news anchor slip up there where he would have gotten fired. This guy's so unbelievably black. Black. I mean, black. Sorry, he's black. What? <laughs> no, I never... I kind of had a picture of him in my mind. Yeah. But it wasn't until I was, we were driving to Toronto for something and I was listening with my wife in the car and she was kind of pulling up all the pictures as we were going. You mean in his prime? Yeah. His he, veins have muscles. He is so big. He is so Dude, big. 294? That's nuts. Well, and I like how it took the whole podcast to get to steroids where he was like, yeah, we all do them. That's just part of it. Nobody could be this big without steroids. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, what are you fucking nuts? You think this is all hard work? <laughs> Well, no, he said you have I to know. be of course. gifted, which of course you do. But like, I didn't know that. I mean, I guess now that I think yes, about you it. knew. Of course I knew. But I didn't know it was like just out there. Everybody knew. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially sure. after the fact when you were tired. I, I, I gleaned the most from this is that I'm so glad I never got into bodybuilding. Oh, he's he seems like when when Joe was like, "Are you in that wheelchair all the time?" He's like, "No, no, I can walk a bit." I was like, "I was like, this is not good." Yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah that was talking yeah. about. He was Joe's age, was he not? I like how you said like I'm. Sure. Or was well, he first older? of all, if he was, was he eighty, 60? at one point he was Joe's age. He might have been sixty, but he's not that much older. Than no, Joe, he's not. You know? No. 
And his life as a normal human being is over. Well, this is what I mean. And he was like, I, I don't even know. He, I, 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 I mean, again, though, we see, listen, there are so many people that make those sacrifices for fame. Yeah, he's 56. Whatever. There, so he's like three years older than Joe. Yikes. You know what I mean? There's so many football players that have minds of mush that are Joe's age. Same thing. I mean. So less than half At least of, he was well-spoken. Sorry. He, like he was, still has he mind. Was, yeah. You know what I mean? He had his wits about no, it. He was a punch I, I just, or something. Yeah. I felt bad for him that he yeah. was 56 and couldn't fucking walk. And I agree. Going through all those surgeries, like, listen, he was talking about... Um, Nerve pain. That's exactly what I'm in. He, I mean, him to a much greater degree, obviously. I've had my C5, C6 uh, vertebrae fused. He's had every vertebrae fused. I have limited motion. That guy cannot fucking turn at all. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. It's sort of a weird thing, Fucked though, up. saying that, um, you know, bodybuilding's, so great or something and it just ruins your body like we're not meant and he was saying he had amazing genetics so he's and more gifted someone, and body. it ruins your body well it's so amazing it's it's ironic that they call it bodybuilding because it just breaks your body it's, it's obviously body ruining well, i you mean build it and then it fucking destroys but i mean the idea of building your body like you're not it, you, what's also funny about those guys is it's not really muscle that you can use for anything other than just like the posing. weird lifting that they do in the posing yeah you know what i mean like it's not it's not the kind of like you, sure. You see these Marines all the time, Kamar, that look like for all intents and purposes, they look like they're built like me. And then they're just like holding themselves. Like, you know what I mean? Well, just like when we watch, um, the best MMA fighters aren't just jacked, jacked to hell. Cause you have to have flexibility and the ability to move around and stuff. Simon, just yeah, yeah. like literally light it, smoke. If you don't, if you don't like it, then roll another one. Okay. But tell, I want to know what you think. Okay. Why is this another shipment? No, 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 no. No, that's my, uh, that's some local stuff. So he had um, less than half a percent body fat. 0.3. Yeah, and my wife looked that up as we were driving. Mm -hmm. That is, it's, cr it's crazy. What he, those words that were coming out of his mouth were nuts. Simon, you have a microphone. That's we're, what, we're not. That's Simon. what does make him um, a gifted genetically individual. Genetically gifted individual? Yeah, I a just gifted genetically. <laughs> Thanks, I think I Yoda. Said it in English, but the French—that's how you say it in French verbiage. Um, and the guy he was talking about, the guy he was talking go. about, who uh, taught him everything he knows, yeah, was even bigger than he was. Flex, whatever. Armstrong. I looked up his picture. That wasn't his name. Flex Armstrong is the doll that you uh, pull the arms on. That's Stretch Armstrong. Oh, that's Stretch Armstrong. Flex Armstrong is a great fucking name. Sounds like a great name, yeah. That's a great... For a bodybuilding I'm gonna start. Star. I'm going to start bodybuilding. You can call me Flex Armstrong. Um, but when Joe's looking at the picture of him, he's like, dude, you look like a supervillain who was made in a lab to beat the Hulk. And mm. I was just like, that is exactly what he is. You know? He's a big boy. And I feel like the world would be a better place if all police officers were like him. Who never had to fight because they were so huge. Just so huge. The intimidation is just like, let's not do this. Are you surprised that nobody ever stepped to him? Like, you know, Mike Tyson even said people in prison would come and step to him. And that's Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? But you've seen huge jet guys in person. And this guy is way bigger than those guys. Yeah, like, I know. He was so big. And, and of course, like, it seems like they always are. Um, you know, he's like a real gentle giant. But who would you rather fight, Tyson in his prime or Ronnie Coleman in his prime? 
That is a tough question. <laughs> and you have no weapon? Yeah, no, it's just you. Well, you're losing either or. Oh, no, that's no doubt. I'm asking you. Oh, no, no. Either way, you're getting hurt, Kamar. It's I, how hurt I, <laughs> and I, by who. Well, I, I, the thing about it is, is uh, Mike Tyson could run you down. If he, if he got into it and decided you were, weren't going to go through the Iran, you Ronnie figure, Coleman can't catch you. Oh, so I'm talking street fight. So, yeah, you have a chance of. You have a chance of flee. With I also Coleman. think you have a chance, like, size-wise, I could maybe outspry him, maybe trip him, get it. You know what I mean? Get some sort of... bigger they are, how do they fall? That's it. Like, yeah. Tyson is just going to fucking destroy you. I don't like my chance with either of them. No, 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 no. we no. got to go, it, it's like uh, David and Goliath. He said his arms were 24 inches at one point. Like, measure, like my waist. Measure out 24 <laughs> inches. My waist is 32. It's two feet. It's fucking huge, man. It's huge. You're talking about like this. We always wonder how those guys wipe their ass. His arms were this fucking big. Not much uh, Matt, smaller than are my you waist. looking at that? I know. Some, Two feet. Kamar, I assume he just had like a towel on the wall that he just like, like a bear. <laughs> no, it's like, a bidet. Just, yeah. It's a bidet. There, Once you win Mr. Olympia, you get a bidet for life. Oh, that's that's the prize. Well, you you cannot wipe your own ass. It is an impossibility. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm voicing my agreement. I think your ass is such good shape though. It just shoots the shit out. Doesn't even get dirty. Well, all he ate was meat. <laughs> no vegetables. I don't think he was Kamar, worried like about a, fucking unslippery shit. It's like a pitching machine. It just fucking <laughs> yeah, out there flex. Everything's working together. That was funny. I said, no, I don't care much for vegetables. Yeah, that's so that weird. Music to Joe's ears. Yeah, Joe loving it. I know, right? I, I just don't. I li listen. I love steak. You know what I mean. But I also love vegetables. I don't understand this aversion to vegetables. It's a personal choice thing. I like vegetables. I like you know what I love is uh, peppers, bell peppers, bell peppers, orange pepper, yellow pepper, but but just just crisp, not cooked. Maybe with some hummus. Yeah, it just it it tastes so full of life and delicious. I always find. <laughs> <laughs> so um something no am i alone D dude i'm just laughing at the way you you, you became yeah, so, so passionate. you became so passionate and animated about, about hummus. yeah I, no about I ate some peppers, peppers and hummus yesterday and i enjoyed it and, and i mean that's where me and do Ronnie you like green divert. peppers uh, i think that might be my least because we can't be peppers. friends anymore if you're a green i think that's guy. my least of favorite of the peppers because you have so many going up but i mean oh I, they're so gross i hate them they're, they shouldn't even be in the same family so as if red you get fajitas with peppers. green peppers and onions pull here, them out, out. i pull out the green peppers i don't have to draw the line there they ruin fucking food same way mushrooms do mushrooms are, are a much different story so something happened in this episode, and it was foreshadowing to something that happens in the next episode, okay? So we'll, we won't talk about it a lot here, but I just want to bring it up as the foreshadowing, okay? Okay. So just let this one go, Matt. You hearing me? Sure. Just let, we're going to let this one go. Just foreshadowing. So the guy says he did a lifetime of chiropractory. Mm -hmm. And we all know all about chiropractory. And Joe did not make a push on it, okay? So I just, aware, no pushback on the lifetime of chiropractory. Okay, let's move on. Um, why are you so overly aggressive And why are we moving there? on? Because we're going to talk about this a lot in the next episode. 
but this is just a good um did i miss all of jimmy o yang because you guys are talking like it, i feel like i listened to a different episode you guys are talking like there's some big controversy now chiropractory somehow comes up in i jimmy don't o. Yang. i don't actually remember that example but i just thought it was more interesting like joe's not gonna get an argument with uh with ronnie, ronnie coleman, coleman over chiropractory I really don't think we're saying that correctly, but <laughs> chiropractory. We do it for years. He's not going to say, well, you're a fucking idiot. That's probably why you can't walk, buddy. Well, it's something Joe really believes in. Well, I think there's another person. I don't know who that person was, but if they came on and said chiropractory, this is a what lesser I'm, person. This is what I'm saying. Joe might let them know. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So okay. We'll that's, put a, we'll that's put a exactly that. we'll what put I'm saying. Um, and just hold on a sec. Oh. The other thing was, okay, so this guy said he had to have, like, an ungodly amount of MRIs. He's a he big boy. He is so big. They make special machines just for... Larger people. But, like, imagine if he had to get into a normal MRI. It's impossible. It couldn't happen. Not in his prime. Anytime, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Listen, I think you hate the space so much that when you're in an MRI, you like, you know what I mean? You build it up in your head that it's so tight. And and also, like I like I told you, I have to go to a special place where the machine is even bigger and it's still small. But they were telling me about a different machine for people who are like morbidly overweight or uh, sorry, obese, obese. Yeah. And they have to stand while it's done. And it's like a corral that goes around them. You know what I mean? So there are ways out. I'm sure he could, uh, now that I think about it. But even that, I was just thinking about the last time I had an MRI. And I'm like, as big as Ronnie Coleman is, he could probably fit in a normal machine, realistically. But, yeah, uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think in a normal, maybe in the ones I go to. The, maybe. Not the sure. jacked up version. But... Um, he, he was saying that he had every disc uh, fused. And what happens, and I know this because I have one disc on top of my disc that was kind of pushing out. And they were like, this is going to push the other one now. That just happens. It's not something we can avoid. They're not made to be fused. And that's just him. Like one was always pushing another out of place. So he'd fix one and then another would get fucked up and he wouldn't stop working out. Like, dude. Dude, he was only 56. Well, the, uh, yeah. I mean, the, and the weird thing is he fell into this because he just wanted a free gym membership. Right. And then now and then became a millionaire. It was all about the money, obviously. But then you ask yourself, like, do you... Okay, so here's a question for you guys. Do you think this guy has broken his body? It's done. The same way a football player would break their body. Do you put more... Um, like, when you see a football player broken... But you're like, okay, this he gave us a lifetime of football, blah, blah, blah. He was amazing, whatever the case. Whereas Ronnie Coleman, amazing achievements, but in bodybuilding. So you're like, I don't know, is is it less because bodybuilding isn't as important as football? You know what I mean? I don't know if when I die, I'll be looking back on all the people who entertained me and being grateful of the sacrifice they made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think he's asking now if you're grateful sitting here now, alive. When you, <laughs> well, no, look, when you look it at... It won't change then from now. To me, to me, I'm like, oh my God, you did all of this to yourself and it was bodybuilding. I'm like, I don't know. It's, it well, doesn't I look seem... at it like risk for reward. The, the truth though, Simon, is you look back at the NFL right. and a lot of those dudes that have terrible CTE oh. ended up broke after the NFL. Yeah, it's, so. it's a really hard situation and he was making obviously millions of bucks. So. That would make this a lot harder if Ronnie Coleman was in here down on his luck. But I mean, he yeah. can't enjoy 
any of the money he made. So well, to say he can't enjoy it, he's at least he's comfortable in his income in his uncomfortable. He's, he's worth ten million dollars. I looked it up. Wow. So he's doing fine. There you go. And he's able to eat steak every day. And I believe he has children and maybe grandchildren. So unfortunately, he can't walk with them. Yeah, but he can enjoy them. And he he said like he's a determined person. He will walk again. Yep. So uh, like I said, the thing that I got from this, thank God you didn't become a bodybuilder, Kamar, because you'd be 10 years away from being incapacitated when he was telling the story about being a cop and he was like yeah i only actually ever had to like get physical one time and uh i pulled the guy and blah blah blah. and then he's like yeah and he ended up with like a bloody nose and a broken mouth and a dislocated shoulder (laughs) the one time but i hardly even touched him you know but you know who this guy is he's a cop he's a bouncer at a at a bar or whatever like you you know this guy you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he, you, you used to live with him, bone crusher. Exactly. He, he wanted to be a football player as well. Yeah. So, I mean, he found his way. It's just, thank God it was only an hour and a half. Yeah. It didn't oh, have I to be have, I couldn't have two dealt hours. with like a two oh, and a half was, hours it was, so bor- it was so boring. He was very methodical in his delivery and stuff. But I, I wonder if, because you wanted someone to speak out about something. If Joe just shied away from, no, I'm just, any I'm questions. just done with that. It's fine. Whatever. Would, He's not going to do it. But, but do you think, like, you know how uh, hot girls see the world differently, or whatever? Do giant black guys see the world differently? Like, well, I, I just think any giant person, it just must be different. Just sees the world differently because, well, because everybody is afraid of you. Is like, afraid of you, whether. Or but not you're, you're right. Nice. Maybe that's how black people feel. Like everybody is afraid of you know these little old ladies for nothing when you're walking down the street. I don't know, man. It was just it could have tied in with police brutality and what you think could be changed about the policing system. Nothing about that. Just about this guy, um, Ronnie Coleman was saying. So he was doing those 800 pound squats or whatever, and then he felt something break. But then he finished his whole workout even though he knows he's torn like that i just didn't get that i think that, that's I mean? bill burr was talking about that we'll get but to that's that, that like jocko willinick mentality of like you never give up no matter what only quitters quit shut it out get her done i think it's ridiculous Pay the cons- well the older you get the consequences are a lot of a lot of the stuff that bill burr talked about sort of made me think about this one and we'll, and we'll get there. Well, we will get there because that's pretty much all I had for our friend Ronnie Coleman. That's fine. Let's rate it and we'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. Perfect. Um, we'll start with Simon. What do you rate it, Simon? I give this episode a two. Come on. I give this episode a four. There's no fucking wow. way. Really? You thought it was good. I thought it was good because it was so short. Okay. I'm sure. And, and I forgot the cutest part about it was when I was like, oh, oh yeah, uh, I'm trying to sell a book. Like he was there to promote something. Totally forgot yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, he isn't obviously an orator or whatever you call like a super nice guy, though. Like seemed like salt of the earth. Because it was short and sweet and reinforced me going, I made the right decision not to pick up a bodybuilder and it would have ruined my life. I, I, I Hold on. Four. Were you literally like thinking about becoming a bodybuilder? No, but now I can say thank God I didn't because I'd be incapacitated. But you know that you don't have the body to become a bodybuilder. Like this was never in the cards for you. What are you never, about? Look at him. He's a stout gentleman. Never. You, you keep saying thank God I never became a bodybuilder. This was never in the cards. Thank for you. God I didn't become a gym rat because I, I think there's. He was the. He's a Michael Jordan. I'm sure there's thousands of other bodybuilders that never won anything whose bodies are now ruined. Do you think that had you been like a workout guy? Gym rat. 
you would be like one of these insatiable guys who just needed to get bigger and bigger? Like, is that your personality or is that what you're I worried about? I think it all about? comes down to if you go on the dark side or the competitive side, and that means steroids, which changes everything, personality, mood swings, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I got into the steroids, maybe tiny, I'd be tiny a balls. huge piece of shit, back knee, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, back knee, huge piece of shit, back knee. Uh, if this guy was like, no, I never touched drugs, you're like, yeah, right. And like, he was just honest and everything. And Oh, no, he was so th- honest. Th- just everything was fine with it. Yeah. And if it was two and a half hours, it'd be a three or maybe a two and a half. There was nothing wrong with this episode. He did a fine job. Um I did, it just wasn't interesting to me. The only part that was was that chiropractic, and only because it the omission. Yeah. Well, I just kept thinking Joe was going to ask something about racism, and it didn't. And had he had, and it got into a full discussion, I give it a two. Oh yes. Yeah, and I, 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 Ronnie Coleman seems like a great guy. I just yeah. it wasn't really my cup of tea. I'm obviously a hundred pounds soaking wet, so. Do you think that Joe had him on to do anything with her? I don't think so. I think it was a coincidence that he happened to be a cop and a black cop. Well, he's well, promoting his thing, I believe, which yeah. he almost forgot, which I just find adorable and endearing. Yeah. Versus had he come off right off the top and mentioned three times, this would have been a one. Well, or a something. better salesman probably would have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either way. Uh, he seems like a good guy. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Not, not even like a bad episode. I just, again, not really my thing. Uh, I think that's it. Simon, do you have anything else in closing for Mr. Coleman? No, I think that is it. I also, I agree with you totally. I thought he was a really good guy and he did a good job yeah, doing yeah. what he did. I just, it was so uninteresting to me. Do you, but did you guys by chance listen on a faster speed? I did, yeah. So it was like a 20 minute podcast. No, it wasn't. It's still 35 minutes. 45 no, I listened minutes. to it on one and a half. So yeah, one and a half. One and a half, Kamar, is not double. Like, double time cuts it in half, literally. Li- literally. So this is a third yeah. of the podcast, so it's still... 40 minutes. 50 minutes. We're splitting hairs here. It goes by real fast. An hour and a half podcast flies by. Sure. All right, that being said... Well, this one felt, even at one and a half speed, this one felt birthday. like uh, yeah. four hours. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, we're going to pay bills, and um, we'll be back. Perfect. We'll be back. This episode was brought to you by Gatsby. Have you ever wanted to make money when the stock market dips? Are you sick of disappointing returns even when you pick the right stocks? Willing to dial up the risk? You can do what the pros do and trade options on Gatsby. Options trading doesn't have to be complicated. Gatsby makes trading options beautifully simple and commission-free. With options, you can take strategies for or against any public company or ETF with more leverage than stocks. And with Gatsby, you can follow your friends to see what others are trading on. Do you think it's time to be more active with your portfolio? Then Gatsby is ready for you. Gatsby is beyond commission-free. Customers can earn reward points with every trade and redeem them for gift cards. Take advantage of our special just for our listeners and get your first 2,000 reward points on us by going to trygatsby.com slash Joe. That's trygatsby.com slash J-O-E. Options trading is risky in nature and you can lose all your invested capital. Securities are offered through View Trade Securities, Inc. See trygatsby.com for a full list of disclosures and the complete fee schedule. Thank you, sponsors. Yeah, thanks to Gatsby. Sorry, I don't have my book. And that's about the stock market, eh? Yes. Is that sort of a matrix thing that we were talking about the stock market a couple weeks ago? Yeah. 
No, and now an app that yeah. Well, no, we were talking about how they should teach kids the stock market in school. Remember, that was a great idea on our part. Yeah, and now we're sponsored by a an app where you can buy stocks. I was going to bring up. Remember, we were talking about at the beginning with uh, shawls and the canceling or or whatever. It brings into our um, conversation we had on the Patreon about how much a human being is worth. That'll be out this Monday. Did we ever decide? I think we found a million dollars since the heart is worth a million dollars. Oh, yeah, I have to add the that to market. my donut. Shit. Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay, so let's start this then. We got 1490 Jimmy O'Yang. Okay, so let's hear this big fucking... No, no, let's just start with normal talk about him first. Yep. Let me just roll this joint. He's from uh, can, Rich uh, Crazy Asians, Silicon no, Valley. Crazy Rich Asians. Sorry. Well, <laughs> funny enough, that's what we're going to do for the movie game. Well, we'll get into this a little bit and then bring that up. Okay. Because it comes up. Um, so, props to Jimmy O for mentioning, because when I found out he was a comedian was when he tried to, or pile on uh, Shane Gillis. Okay. When yeah, Shane sure. Gillis got canceled for SNL. Okay. And I thought it was just interesting. I'm sure we'll get into more of it when... Uh, Jimmy told his side of the story. He said, I was sitting in my trailer, i.e. my movie trailer, because mm-hmm. he's a successful movie star. Mm-hmm. And I just said, this guy shouldn't be anymore. And I can't tell if he doubted back or still rode by his decision, but it seemed like he was so riding the fence of trying to say the right thing. Like, it's, it's why Joe doesn't have actors on, even though this guy is sort of a stand-up comedian. I mean, he is fully a setup comedian. He's got two specials out. So I had zero idea going into this that Jimmy was the guy who was the example that Joe had actually used on his very show, on JRE. For being a hypocrite. Yeah, about how comedians cannot do that. Like, I'm wondering if Joe knew until Jimmy brought it up. Well, it was just weird how Joe danced around the whole topic. Well, he didn't. It was more than a dance, Kamar. Well, he said, I, I see what you mean, but, and then he went into, but, he but those guys even, just talking shit. He didn't even give his, I'm sorry, man. He didn't it's even fine. give his opinion on, he didn't, he didn't weigh in. Well, that means uh, sitting down with this guy you're having a conversation with and saying you're completely wrong, that's, calling him out, and, and, and that, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We know that Joe is too diplomatic for that. This is why I wonder. Can I have a light, please? Yeah, hold on. Sorry, Matt. This is why I wonder. This is terrible. Jesus, uh, yeah. Uh, podcasting. This is why I wonder, Did could Joe possibly have known that this was... He must have. Well, I'm super confused. I, I would think into the circles, all the threads they talk about. Then he just figured that Jimmy was not going to bring it up. It was never going to be discussed. It's Joe the Diplomat. Okay, so so let's just go back here for a second. He complained about Shane Gillis's joke where they were using Asian accents. Was that what was going on? Uh, I believe it was the terminology Shane Gillis used. Was it something really offensive, Kamar? I don't know if I've ever... Uh, I thought it was like very non... They were just kind of making fun of Asian accents. I, I could be totally wrong. <sighs> I wish I, it, it was it's so long ago now. Okay, let's pretend that. It might have said gook. Okay. 
I mean, I love that. That's I was just like, going to say that one's not. There's a huge difference between saying that and just using like an Asian accent. And to, like I said, I'm speaking out of school because I don't know if okay. that was the extent of the offensiveness. I mean, listen, if it was anything like um, uh, skanks, like they drop a lot of fucking derogatory words on that show. You know what I mean? With intent to, to drop them for the shock of value. Of course. Not, not out of easy well, in the majority. Is that not what they were doing on Shane Gillis? That was Joe's defense of Jimmy O. Okay, so let's let's back up a second now. So if Jimmy O, I, I totally get where you're coming from. He decides to stand up from his trailer on Space Force where he's making millions of dollars or silicon valley is or whatever it different or wherever he was is it different if he's a struggling comedian then does he have the right to um pile on shane gillis at that point i feel he doesn't because he's a comedian but if he's struggling you could see more um it came from a place of how can this guy be getting this if he's doing this does being a comedian is that fraternity bigger than your race fraternity, do you know what I mean? I think it was until like five or six years ago. Because if you look on Facebook or any of these things, comedians are at odds. So Chappelle, when he accepted his Mark Twain Award, Can I the lighter back? Um, he said he was like, you know, I watch a lot of comedians. And he's like, some of them I watch. And they say some racist shit. And I go, mm, that motherfucker means that shit. And he goes, but I'm capable of going backstage and I can at least appreciate the craft of like what they're trying to do. How they got the laughs. Whether they're a racist or not. Something along those lines. I'm, I'm butchering this, obviously, but I think there's something to be said that it's not all comedians that feel. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's just, it's just like saying all people. Yeah. It's just, it's too, it's, it's too diverse to say this is how it is. But I believe there was a thought that there was an unspoken rule that you don't ever bash another comedian publicly when they all do it privately for sure. Yeah, it's the publicly that was the point. It's like he literally derailed this guy's career. I, I think he assisted in it. And assisted, I, obviously not single handedly, but if he doesn't pipe up, I'm sorry. If he doesn't pipe up as um, like the defense for the Asian actors out there, maybe Shane Gillis doesn't like get fucking roasted over the spits. You I know? still think he loses SNL, but I totally agree with what you're saying. What I thought was funny is how much props uh, Joe was giving Jimmy for his comedy. And when they d were talking about comedy, they didn't mention uh, Jimmy O always being at the um, comedy store. Because he's more of an improv, laugh factory, mm -hmm. those. So he he's a successful comic. But he hasn't gotten past the comedy story He's yet. not in there, yeah. His character on Silicon Valley is a, now I get it. He said that he put a lot of work into it and he made it more three-dimensional than it was at the beginning. It is a caricature of an Asian person. And he made peace with it because the Asian person ends up being diabolical and fucking over. But then he PJ Miller. he gets. Uh, I don't know. I, well, no. I, what's worse, Simon, is his stand-up, which I know you haven't seen. No, I it's have not. all Asian black people based. like this. Could you imagine if an Asian did it? And he and he so he'll do his impression because he he can talk. What I found the most frustrating thing is the whole time he's talking, he goes in and out of a voice. 
you know, he'll be almost like a, a thug, you know what I'm saying, know what I'm saying, uh, into his uh, sort of timid, meek Asian fellow. Mm-hmm. Was I the only one? But I think that's actually what his skill and appeal is. And that's why people find him funny because this sort of ebbing from one extreme to the other happens. And I, and I think that's his talent why he's gotten so many movies. I totally understand. Like, I get it. Joe cannot be having people on and, and turning on them. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. Nobody would feel comfortable going on there anymore. Like, I understand all of that. But just having known, like, Joe spoke about this openly on his show when this happened to Shane. So we kind of, I mean, I'd have to go back and listen to exactly what he said. But I thought the gist of it was you cannot turn on another comedian like, so do you, you know do you I think mean? this was like an awkward, disgenuous exchange? I totally feel like it was. I feel like um, at that point, they maybe, like we always talk about how honest this podcast is, but then there's this conversation that needs to be had that everybody just left on the table because it was going to be awkward. You Hold know on. what I mean? We've, we've, we've nitpicked a million times that there was a conversation that should have been had and wasn't had. It well, happens. This one was just so the names were out there. He, he, he brought it up. He brought it up. Joe he didn't brought even it brought it, bring so th- it up. That's an open door for Joe. So well, well, since you, you brought up, this you, is how I look at it. You would think. And but even I mean, that, that kills the whole conversation. Even then, Simon, he did it to fucking Adam ruins everything. There's precedent for Joe just going in on someone based on. So, okay. So there, the, uh, well, it'd be, all it'd more be, to it'd the be point interesting then. if this guy tried to do some virtual signaling for uh, transgender and then Joe even tiptoed around that. I mean, I wonder if race is coming into play. Because he can't, because he's Asian? Is that what you're saying? First of all, I think it's that Joe and this guy aren't that tight. So, like, what, you know, I don't know. It's not like he, he can have a Bill Burr-esque conversation where everything's, on. he can say whatever, and he doesn't have to worry about how the guy feels. I don't know. I think it's just a weird thing, him having him on. It just, it just, I mean, and he is successful. Make no bones about it. It's not like uh, Joe helping out uh, a comic here. No, of course. Getting some airtime or something. He's worth like $4 million. And he plays this victim, I find. And I didn't I, get him playing a victim at all. Oh, my God. Well, that, that's all I got. I, I have to agree with Kamara. I, I kind of felt like he was the oppressed. There's so few uh, Asians acting. I have this responsibility to never take a role that's um, derogatory to, towards Asians where I, I get that. But he is, you know what I mean? And he's going exactly against what he said. Off of that back, he's gone from 10 years. Like, there are millions of comics who've been working or way funnier than Jimmy O, who are nowhere near what he, he, the success he's achieved. And he said he took two years off comedy when he started getting his uh, success. And he thought, oh, well, I don't need comedy anymore. Like, it's, it's unbelievable, this okay, guy's success. Okay, so first of all, I f- we're forgetting that Kamara's the jealous comedian and Kamara is coming out a little bit. We've, we haven't seen this in a while, no, so but I forgot about this guy. That is true, but I identified his skill to go from Chinese guy to black guy, or not even black guy, but just, I, I want to say talking normal, anything I say it sounds like it's offensive, but that's his skill, and it's made him go from zero to hero. Like, that could have been the crux of this podcast it's crazy how much success this guy's had. Because I saw a clip of him five years ago on Arsenio Hall. 
Mm-hmm. So five years into comedy, you're already doing TV shows. But I, I, I have ridiculous. to, I have to say, listen, if he, I have no problem with any of the characters he played. If that's what he wants to do, I have no problem with that. You're a comedian and you want to make us laugh by any means necessary. You know what I mean? Like whatever, I'm fine with that. But then you can't then virtue signal about, you know what I'm saying? You I can't have it both ways. I don't think you should. Why? But hold on, hold on. You, First of all, he doesn't write the characters that he plays. Someone else writes them for him. No, but he has a choice whether to take the role. Sure, but he also mentioned multiple times where he was like on set and changed from the inside was like, hey, this isn't accurate or this wouldn't fucking play right for this. And they made they made some concessions. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think you guys are being a bit fucking harsh on this guy. I understand you. I get it. No, I, I'm, listen, I'm more upset at Joe, frankly. This guy can do whatever the fuck he wants. There are lots of people out there who are virtue signaling. They, that's what how they build their whole fucking gig. I don't care. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do your thing, whatever. But Joe, to know that he has a, an opinion and then to not, speak at least kind of speak his mind i'm sure there was a way to go about this where you're like listen i don't want to insult you at all but i don't know so, the, so you're the, right it would have derailed the this, podcast this is what you're referring to with ronnie coleman and the chiropractor that's right okay. it, this is like a foreshadowing to listen we know joe's opinion on chiropractic we know that he thinks it it's a fucking scam ola man the guy has gone out uh, like way harder than i have and i'm sure there's someone who he would bring that up with of course, but, but it not, wasn't going to be Ronnie Coleman. Not Ronnie Coleman, yeah. Too much respect. Even though they're the same age, basically. It was, it was just weird. It's not like picking on an old man. It was just weird. The whole thing was weird. And, but this was weird to me. It I, made for And an it ruined the energy. whole rest of the podcast for me. I couldn't take anything at face value anymore. I was like, this is weird. They danced Why? around Why? The part that. him talking about his dad was okay, incredible. We'll, we'll, we'll say that, that, that for them because that really was amazing. That was incredible. That his dad is way more talented than he is. I know, but I even had... Anyways, okay. Yeah. No, for sure. His dad sounded hilarious. I, I wanted to say, even when he's talking about scrub Twitter and stuff like that like everything he said sounded like just douchey Hollywood actor uh, PC I think that's the game you have to play when you get there Kamar but then we saw on the other end of the Andrew Schultz is just firing guns ablaze and saying whatever he wants to say not caring about what he says yeah not getting movie roles not getting in that they're both worth the same amount of money I I feel the problem is the two hats Jimmy's wearing is one as a movie star, one as a comedian. And he's like... There was definitely some Patton Oswalt going on there, you know? It's the same kind of... When he drops that he likes uh, Nanette, that did not mean to be said, but it seemed like he was vying in his eyes uh, monetary gains for him doing his one person show in that vein. Like he, he, he talked about, you know, if you're really unique, you'll get a, in this easier. It wasn't about, um, working hard and writing the jokes. That's just what I found. And he's, his success is amazing. It really is amazing that this skinny Chinese kid is a big movie star from 10 years ago. He's working in a, uh, investment firm i cannot take anything away from him but i think his comedy is definitely corny 
and he exploits the stereotypes which he is then turned around and said well other comedians can't do what i'm doing because i can do it because i'm chinese and or, or whatever yeah but i think his point is valid what he was saying is like for a white guy to go up and do a 10-minute bit about, oh, well, Chinese people are like this, is a little bit disingenuous versus he grew up in that shit. Comedians talk about what they grew up in, and they grow up, they talk about their plight. And Still, I think if a white guy said, white guys are like this, black guys are like this, even if it's funny, I think it's corny. My problem isn't necessarily with that part. My problem is with the, he does this character who is just like a caricature of what he's fighting against, but then has the audacity to kind of be when like, ma- all the I'm, off of I'm making this into art where it clearly isn't, you know what That's I mean? That's so a like, Hollywood thing to say. Anyways, I, again, no problem. Like I said, if you don't want to grandstand about it, I've never seen Silicon Valley, You're so I don't even know. Good. I don't even know it, the character. He's hilarious. That character hilarious is hilarious. Character, yeah. You did your your job really well. You don't have to come in virtue signal now about any of this shit. You don't need to speak up against Shane Gillis. Just, you can have your opinions, absolutely. You don't have to derail somebody else's career. None of that shit is necessary. You know what I mean? Especially for him, who's a super successful guy. I could see it if he was struggling. But he, by this point, he had already done Silicon Valley. He had been on for, like, seasons. He was rich, you know? He, he but Simon, we all pick and choose. Like, it, it's super easy for you to say that. Maybe, maybe you become famous and someone does something about Jews that you feel is, like, really distasteful maybe and then you tweet something out you know what i mean and then maybe six months later you're like ah, i probably shouldn't have tweeted that out i feel you know i i at the, at the time i felt really strongly about it but now looking back maybe i i mean i think you guys are you just are blowing abs- this you are absolutely correct that could very well i i see that side of it i just i don't feel like he took the opportunity to be like you know what man i like I probably should have just fucking not said any. I That's I feel he like he said, like doubled down on it and stood up for himself. And I just don't. First of all, he didn't even need to bring it up. I didn't even know it was him. I never would have known. But if you're gonna open the door, like, and then I expect he opened the that. door. Joe should have stepped through it a little bit. That this is my problem. Listen, it is not with Jimmy. You derail the whole thing, like we said. But yeah, I I've think been that saying this it. for months about Joe. Where there, I feel like there's times where I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity for this or a perfect opportunity for well, that. That's why we're around. What I've also learned though is that you know. Like, I, I haven't mentioned the whole Black Lives Matter thing this week with Joe because, uh, A, I don't care, and B, I just, I feel like it, it hasn't played itself out yet. Maybe a week from now, Joe does a massive benefit show with, like, Chappelle and Donnell, and maybe they raise $10 million for Black Lives Matter. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, maybe he's just going to put his money where his mouth yeah. is as opposed to just having a bunch of Black Lives Matter people Which on his talk. Which is what like, who he knows? should do anyways. Um, sure. At uh, Chappelle's new Ohio Ranch venue, because that he's putting on shows there now. Well, it's not his venue; it's his no, no, friend's. It's friend, yeah. But I mean, he's obviously using it. To, that's what he was talking about to Joe about getting him down there to do. Do you think you'd want to go to that show? I wouldn't personally, but uh, you would. I would. You hold on. I mean, I listen. I get that you know the thing we saw on YouTube wasn't necessarily stand up, but what I want to see, like if they put on a show there, would I go? Yeah. For oh no, sure. no, I'm just saying I don't. He's asking if I would feel comfortable being out in crowds at this point, and even me, who like is totally unsure of what's going, I just wouldn't feel comfortable being in crowds at this point. I don't think. But Simon, I don't think you saw like it properly. Like, first of all, I don't even think there was a hundred people. There's social distancing, so everyone's six feet apart, uh, and you had to wear a mask. No, but chairs, they were talking yeah. about being able to have four thousand people at that venue. I thought. Well, even then, I think the idea is still to social distance. Mm-hmm. Just do Fair it like enough. Woodstock size and just spread everyone that the would, fuck that out. That would be incredible if you had like 20 feet between everybody. I think Jimmy O lost me at the very beginning when he started to talk about 
to get his word ended wise Chinese oppression in China and Mao. And then he sort of tread off and said, I actually don't know what I'm talking about. Like you sort of open that door as we've talked about it, how China is a brand new society from well, the revolution. I mean, that's fair. Listen, like I have opinions about Judaism. I don't like this and I don't know every intricacy about what the fuck went on about Palestine and Israel and this and that, you know? But that was fine until I found he was over virtue signaling right. down the road. Gotcha. So if he had if he'd been more of a bygones bygones guy, then I could excuse all that. But it's just the whole thing is like he's picking and choosing. Uh, un- unfortunately, it's just so weird that we listen to this podcast and I didn't pick up on any of this. None of this bothered me. I didn't even give a shit. I was like, I don't really give a fuck what this. Like, I didn't pick up on any of what you oh, guys no, are. Fucking... As soon as that happened, it really it like altered my whole. Uh, no, I didn't give yeah. a shit. I really did not give two shits. I thought in my head as I'm listening, I said, "This is fucking." Awkward. Yeah, me too. Just Joe sort of being. Did like you a, watch it by any chance? I watched it. Some of it. Listen to some of it. What was it like? Was uh, I'd like to see that part. Just when, that, when he brings that up, you know. He, what did Joe, Joe's like? Said, I see what you're saying. I get it. But Joe right away diverted the topic to something else. That was what I found interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, um, did you guys hear the rumor? There's a, a rumor out there that anonymous. <laughs> You know how they're back after six years in silence, the the hacking thing, that it's actually Jack Dorsey. Did you hear this? I've, I've heard that. I don't uh, know what it means. No, well, I think it would be very Matrix-esque if something like that were to go down. Was it him all along? Well, because, you know, like, just as an example, you know how Kevin Durant mm-hmm. got caught for using a different name to yeah he had a blast battle trolls michael rapaport yeah yeah so imagine it was the same kind of scenario you know where jack dorsey needs a way to be able to like give his real opinions out there you know what i'm saying so he has no it kind of be some superhero shit to be honest that makes him a good guy not necessarily oh Why? No. no think about it he's got all this info and instead of using it for like ill yeah He's like, well, guess what? It to the I people. know where these shitty cops are, and if uh, if we don't release, if you guys don't, then totally. But it's only good if it's good info. That's the problem. He could be doing the exact same thing with disinfo. Even then, and- it's only good depending on who you are, too. Like someone could look at that and be like, "Wow, this guy's a piece of shit." I mean, whatever. We Intent all- is everything. Yeah. Back to Jimmy O. Yeah. Um, I thought it was strange. Also, I forgot exactly what I was going to say. But just his, it, you just wanted us back to Jimmy O. What a prick! His 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 is choosing like saying things like, "Well, I couldn't do that. I couldn't write a sex scene." That be like, it felt like he was in the moment trying to figure out what his positions were on thing. It was just totally Hollywood PC, which was just weird. Like, do whatever you want because they were talking about that um, Brown Bunny, I believe it is, where the guy gets the uh, real blowjob. Yeah. And that Vincent ruined his Gala. career. They were dating. Savegni. They were dating. Who, Savegni and Gallo? Yeah. Well, doesn't that make it okay then? I think it makes it okay. Obviously, the critics and stuff were just offended by it from someone taking a chance. I mean, and that opens up that conversation. Have you seen it, Kamar? Just that scene? You've seen that scene? I fast forward just to see that scene. Yeah. Damn, I might have paid for it. Was it um, <laughs> everything you expected? It was a great blowjob, yeah. It was? Yeah, it was a blowjob I would like to receive. Oh, this is hilarious. Well, no, I'm just saying it was like, well, that wouldn't have been fun. Yeah. 
Or enjoyable. No, but that's what I mean. How many blowjobs have you seen where you've honestly gone, well, that looks unenjoyable? How many blowjobs have you had that were unenjoyable? Well, I think there's a huge difference between a porn blowjob and, like, uh, you know, maybe your everyday run-of-the-mill blowjob you may receive in your life. One that is not quite I mean? as passionate, say, another one. I, I think they're Dude, very... See, I see uninsp- all blowjobs are good. I see uninspired blowjobs in porn all the time. Maddie, all blowjobs are good. Okay. All of them. Yeah. I don't not think all, you can get a bad blowjob. Yeah. Even full of teeth and everything. Because you're still full getting of teeth. you're still getting your dick sucked, you know what I mean? Anyways, point is there are varying degrees of said blowjobs. So of course. Yeah. And it was weird how he's this movie star who's like um So where do you keep saying movie star? Well he is a movie star. He's a movie star. Really? Name three movies he's been in. Name three movies he's starred in. Sorry. Crazy Rich Asians. Was he the star? The well, hold game. on. Was he the star of that film? No, no, no. Okay, sorry, sorry. You guys are fucking blowing are this you shit. Get, are you getting caught on the semantics of the word movie star? Well, this guy's definitely not a he's movie an, star. He's, an, he's an, actor. an actor. He's a big actor. He's not a big actor. He's Let an me actor say that who's again. been in a lot of big things lately. Okay, right now he's in... <laughs> okay. Silicon Valley was a big show. He had a big part in it. Sure. I mean, not a huge part, but a big part. Okay. Um, Space Force. He, he had a big part. Um, on a big show. Okay. Fantasy uh, Island he's going to be in. Like a boss. Crazy Rich Asians I haven't seen, so I don't know what his part was. Fresh Off the Boat, Lego the Movie 2. Happy Time Murders, Crazy Rich Asians, Drunk History, Life of the Party. Okay, but stop. I asked, you to, I asked you to name off the top of your head, not to Google three movies he's I, been in. I don't know oh, any movies that's fair. I did, not, I did not <laughs> adhere to the rules of the game. <laughs> Anyways, okay, let's not get stuck on but, movies. But, I see what you're saying, but not a, he's, he's not a star. He's talking about scripts are coming across his... He's uh, made He's got an agent. Of course fucking scripts are coming across his goddamn... Listen, you guys are fucking... How much money do you got to make in the acting genre before you're a star? You know what I mean? Mar said this guy's worth four million dollars i think to be considered a movie star you'd have to have at least 20 million he's only worth four that's what the internet says but i'm saying he's 10 years in i don't give a fuck how much time in you are come on you get too hung up on this like guys getting in getting it in too soon like i don't think that's too soon i i I think like um come on there's people that go out for their first audition and get it and become fucking someone it's crazy i get it there are other people that grind it out for 15 years and barely scratch the surface and so i think the people who just get it fast it's weird when they turn around and shit on other people i think that's where me and simon got that again no problem if he's just like out there like just you living know, his best living life is the best life exactly you cannot hold anything against this guy it's the that he's actively sure. out there like but hold on to, to say actively that you have one instance of one time where he tweeted one thing fair angrily enough. fair enough or, you know what i mean and like i yeah and you, i guess we'll have to see what happens the next time somebody like he doesn't like what somebody says. Is well, I he think going to the clap the same, back you know? he got from that, like he said, he, he wants off Twitter and everything. Yeah, that's what I got from him too. Yeah, that he was nobody like, likes it when people turn on them. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't. I'm sure he had good. supporters. Now that being I'm said, sure. all this negative energy, the dad shit was incredible. The best. That the dad shit was incredible and made him look like a douchebag. Because you're sort of like, well, fuck my dad. He's got to find his own. He was like, he's got to grind his own way. He's got, he's got to know what, how hard it is. Where I'm saying, Jimmy, you've had it like the best. I've one of the best I've ever seen. I get it, but come on, you're forgetting that he grew up. Like, listen, he from what he grew up with, it sounded like again, like no matter what he did, his parents were just like, 
but like we always say, people are fucked up because of that. He is who he is. It's sure. a hilarious story, though. It's His hilarious. dad being totally against the comedy, then him seeing that he gets a check for whatever from Silicon Valley and is like, oh, you can really do money? Well, if you can do it, I can do it. Like, that guy's hilarious. And then he's like, yeah, well, okay, we'll see you do it. And then he does it. Like, I was happy that it was bumming Jimmy O out and how <laughs> successful his dad is. The best part was like, and this is what I wish would happen. Like, if Joe was just an amazing, he would do this under the radar. He was like, imagine if you guys all, like, wrote the jokes for him and I didn't know and it made him famous. You know, like, you were behind the scenes fucking doing all the... That's what he should totally do. Joe should do it? Yeah. I think he should get Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs> Whatever, whoever, you know what I mean? But just, like... And just to fuck with Jimmy O. Just because it would be hilarious. That'd be good on the low. And his special, I'm sure, would be better than Jimmy O's. Oh, just get Jeselnik to write an entire 20 minutes cutting up Jimmy O and get his dad to perform Oh, dude, it would be so fucking funny. Oh, my God, that would be so funny. Because he... Jimmy automatically assumes his dad is going to bomb. That's the, what I got from this whole thing. More, he wants his dad to experience the hardships he experienced to well, get to the and top. Well, and he thinks it's going to happen. Well, if I, if I he doesn't he, go up and say he's my... So my dad, he has no chance of like getting through. You're also that's forgetting too that like, okay, Kamar, you can be like, well, he only put in 10 years work. That's not enough. But like his dad, in his dad's mind, acting is like, I just went and I did it. And this they paid. Easy. That's what I'm saying. And Jimmy's kind of like, okay, but it's not that. So I feel like it um, takes away from Jimmy being able to enjoy success and then makes me happy. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Well, there you go. I mean, Kamar, you got some insight too when he was like, I want photos with these people. I want to take photos with these people, but I can't. I won't because I want to be their professional here. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but then we go to Kevin Hart. He just walks up to Jeff Bezos. So I, I, he was saying what he thinks he should say. Yeah. No, yeah, but I don't even I know. Think. To me, that was very honest. To me, that was him being like uh, too afraid of of just being himself. That's it. Where his inside, he just wants to be like. Can I get a photo with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's honesty. I agree with you there. But again, maybe we should be like Bill Burr's approach and like how are you not living for the day? You know what I mean? Especially with you're on set with these guys. Yeah, they are your peers, but at the same time, like they know who they are. I you think know he was trying I mean? to measure what he was saying throughout the thing and still be like, but comedians like us, you know, Joe and see I again, Kamar. I think you just got a lens on from the beginning, and you. No, I, I I'm and with Simon I'm too, with kind Kamar. of. Yeah. I got tainted for sure because I was really put off there, man. I got to tell you, Listen, fair enough. In in Jimmy's defense, like the fact that he doesn't want to do the William Hung, like of course he doesn't want to do that. That's bad for everybody. You know what I mean? There's no winner there. That's bad for William Hung. It's bad for... Well, it's not bad for William Hung. I feel bad if William Hung's sitting at home with like a wife and kids not retarded at all and well, listening to this like, did, thanks, Joe. Did William Hung ever know if he was the butt of the joke or not? Like, that's really... I think he got rich off it. That's, so I know, that's but it. did he ever know he was the butt of the joke? Dude, I, again, he did a Pepsi commercial. I bet they threw a huge check at him. So at the end of the day, I'll... Listen, Pepsi... I'll be the butt of a joke for like 50 grand. You'll go full retard for. Uh, I'm not saying that word anymore. 600,000. 600,000 is what he's worth? Yeah. Which is good enough for William me. William Hung? Yeah. Is worth more than Jimmy O. No, no Jimmy O's worth $600,000. Oh, oh, sorry. What did you say? I thought you said 6 million. 600,000. Okay. But even do the math. Let's say he's. Let's just bump it up to a million. Let's give him 400K. He's worth a quarter of what this dude's worth. 
and all he did was a terrible audition. Get humiliated, on- and the news cycle moves on, so it's not like he's actually ridden, and more people are going up to him asking for pictures and stuff. I, I, I really think it was uh, sort of shitty how he shit on William Hung. I felt like Joe was shitting on William Hung I more than he was. I didn't think that was a problem. I thought more just, like, there is an example of how standing up for your ideals would make sense. You know what I mean? Either way. Well, someone's going to make and that he's not, Someone's going to take He's that not role. taking money out of William Hung's pocket. Somebody else will play William Hung. You know what I mean? That movie's still going to get made with or without Jimmy O. Jimmy Robert Downey Jr. J- Jimmy O. <laughs> Jimmy O has too much integrity. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. The Matrix demands it. <laughs> the Matrix demands it. But anyways, like I said, we're doing Crazy Rich Asians because this was his movie, his big blow up for the movie game. Uh, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. It's the movie game for new listeners and viewers. This it's is where we go. Recent movie to Head, be doing. Wow, well, you guys complain about the two old ones. What do you want? Somewhere in the middle. Matt Mark picks Simon. a movie that has yet to come out. <laughs> well, that's impossible. I would have gone King Let's of Staten do Island. King of Staten Island for your birthday. Exactly. It's a the, the returns have come in. <laughs> this is where Matt and Simon go head to head, try to figure out the year a movie was released, the budget, and the box office. I have the year. I'm ready. Matt doesn't fuck around anymore. He just goes with his gut. Simon tried a weird thing last week and ended up with the right wrong answers. <laughs> with the right wrong answers. Uh, you know, what's interesting, this movie was directed by John M. Chu, not really, but starring Constance Wu, Henry Golding, Gemma Chan, Lisa Liu, Aquafina, Ken Jeong, can Michelle Yeoh. Can we stop? Doesn't for- mention Jimmy O. Can so. we, there you go. So he wasn't even, can we stop for a second? Did you, did you, I know you didn't. Did you see Parasite? Yes, I did. Nuts. Nuts. Like a great movie. You see why it won all the awards? Well, I mean, cra- just crazy in general. I thought the um, family, instead of what they did, was going to set up in the basement and hook those people up with their old apartment. Gotcha. And not to be too crazy. Like the, the turn of Spoiler evil. Spoiler for like, everyone. Oh, it was insane. I don't think it spoils anything. But wasn't it like what I said? Definitely not what you see coming at like never oh, no, could. I, no, the end it just goes out of control and I actually don't appreciate it. It, just, <laughs> it, it. it goes too far. But the whole way, like at some point, I think you'd watch it without subtitles. Oh, and just, like, just, just off the, yeah, the yeah. The gist of yeah, everything yeah. is happening. Um, but um, when that toilet's overflowing... Yeah, just just the living conditions. Yeah, and it was, Con- the living conditions. It was weird because I saw it right around the pandemic. I was like, "Well, no shit, stuff can spread there, and it's not spreading there." Like it was just they are on top of each other. So, are we doing Parasite or are we doing Crazy Rich Asians? Crazy Rich Asians. Mary, the first scene was like, "Why is the toilet so high?" And then later on in the movie, I go, "That's why the toilet's so high." Okay, Simon, what year do you have? I mean, it wasn't it just like two years ago or something? So, um, what did you write? I haven't written anything yet. What year are we in now? 2020? We were having the parasite banter for you to give all your stuff out. 2017. I have 2018. 2018, obviously. We could have had a push there, but Matt has... You said two years, too. I don't even get you. Listen, I think this is a terrible choice, just by the by. It's topical. They talked about it. He plays an asshole. Okay. That was very disappointing. I mean, Parasite would have been more fun to do since you brought it up, but he wasn't in it, and they didn't talk about it. Joe hasn't seen it. I, for one, did see Crazy Rich Agents and thought it was good. 
So, yeah, I mean, I knew I was coming in here bashing Jimmy O, but I, I'm not trying to take away anything from him. But it, the conversation about his dad made this podcast for me. In, I, you need to listen to someone every once in a while who you're like, I don't agree with this guy. This guy's fake. That guy's phony. I, I feel to even have this uh, sort of inner conflict whether Joe's being diplomatic or, again, we have these demands that we need this to be the most honest, candid podcast possible. But we've No, I'm resigned. done with that. I'm it's, done with it's that. It's not a gotcha moment no, show. No, no, no. I'm done with all that shit. Unless uh, it'd be interesting, like... It would have been if he had Stephen A. Smith on, who was vindicated after all that. I felt like he was vindicated. I think when so too. Cowboy was like, "Yeah." Well, when the source agrees with you, then yeah. Joe's wrong. I don't think he was vindicated. Absolutely. How do you not? Was. When Cowboy himself was listen, Stephen A. said Stephen A. said that night, "I feel like Cowboy didn't show up tonight. I feel like the he wasn't here." Two months later, Cowboy comes out and says, "Honestly." I felt like I wasn't there that night. Felt like I didn't really show up. Almost word for Mirrors fucking what word. Stephen a. Like Smith says, and you got to give Stephen A. the nod on that one. Like I get what Joe was doing. We were blinded by Joe's <clears throat> MMA expertise. Not even that. No, I was. I was. I wasn't blinded by anything. I agreed with Joe in that you, it. You have to give these fighters the benefit of the doubt. Like it's tough to sit there and be like, this guy didn't show up. You don't know what it's like to get in the ring and to have your nose broken in the first fucking seven well, that's minutes exactly by a shoulder. My point. So he was right, but I still don't think he should have said it. I mean, well, no, but I so think I'm listen, willing to say he was right, but what I'm I don't saying think is, he was right to say it. Well, I don't think Joe was right to light Stephen A. Up. Listen, Stephen A. is not where he is for no reason. The guy did his fuck. He put in his time. He's an expert. It would be the same thing, though, if Joe was to make some absurd kind of out there statement about basketball. No, not I if. Th- but uh, again, if Joe, if Joe, if Joe watches one basketball game a year and, and Joe goes, he's a bit felt closer. like LeBron kind of threw that one. And then five years down the road, LeBron comes out and says, I actually got paid to throw that game. Then you still, but I my think an- have to watch a couple more basketball games. My in one answer year. would still be, yeah, Joe was totally right. I don't think he should have said it, but he was right. Well, I don't agree with that. Anyway, Simon, what's your budget? Uh, you go first, Matt. I don't like my answers. I might want to change them on the fly. No, that's not how this works. Whatever you writ- wrote there is I know, but okay. still go first. I have $52.4 million budget. And I say it made $609.9 million. Holy fucking moly. Wow. Okay, I'm so off. I said it was $37 million and it made one twenty six. Budget thirty million, box office two hundred thirty-eight million. Oh, I'm way off, and that's domestic. I'm sure it made. I'm sure it made a billion dollars worldwide in China. But you, Simon, you're much closer. Happy birthday! Well, I didn't win. No, so he it's... did not win. And that's the movie. How did you not hold on? How did he not win? Thirty-seven. He needed it to be within five. Oh. Thirty-seven within five, and then one twenty-six within fifty. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even close. No. Well, but something. much closer than. Well, closer. Way but who fucking me. cares? And that's a movie game. Sometimes disappointing, sometimes entertaining. Um, yeah, listen, I, I, I realize we're kind of piling on this guy. Why is a movie star? It's punching up. But I mean, yeah, it's punching up. Exactly. Because we're dummies. So. Yeah, we're nobodies. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I was, I was, as soon as this happened, which was right at the beginning, I just, I felt like, oh my God, is this guy like the guy who jumps on bandwagons? You know what I mean? And then I was just kind of like, oh shit. And then the dad stuff rolled around and I'm with you. I thought the dad stories were hilarious, but at some points I was like, in the end, he's your dad. You love him. You just want him to be happy. And I did not feel he loved his dad at all. I didn't feel that. Yeah. I don't know. But again, maybe you wouldn't feel that for me either because 
you're you love your dad. Of course you love your dad. But when you're telling like stories about being picked on and stuff. We didn't grow up with Asian parents. Like this guy said he went up and did comedy and like crushed it and then his dad was like Jimmy's not funny. Like that dude, those are the kind of things that even as an adult stick with you totally to the core of your being and you don't even know why. But I just feel like my dad would have been the same way, you know what I mean? Like he wanted me to do a certain thing and if I kind of did something else, he just he wasn't like that, but I just But that's what I'm saying, Simon, is I feel like if you went up and you crushed in front of a thousand people right now and your dad was there, he would be like, "Holy shit, like I'm You don't think so? I mean, I, yes, probably. I, I think just, if I he struggled and grinded to his success, then he could have some sort of resent against his dad. But the fact that he's just killing it, and it's all because of his dad, he, like, there's just like a Hollywood disconnect. Again, I have a feeling he takes care of his parents, so I don't think there's that much. And he got his dad a role. And now his dad can take care of himself. <laughs> there you go. Teach a man to fish, no, Kamar. No, but he got his dad the role saying, ha you're going to fall on your face. But did he? Like, again, he's a, hold on. He's on Joe Rogan. You said he was doing all this, ver like, maybe this is all just, you can't have it both ways here. Maybe the guy just is saying stuff on the fly. Well, if a guy's talking about both sides of his mouth, you're going to have it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> got you there, Matt. This gotcha. guy didn't even call you on your birthday, you fucking piece of shit. Are you so done? Sorry. Like, I don't understand how I'm always the one, no matter what I fucking but do. But in my defense, I thought I said happy birthday the day both before. Both of you. And Who I cares? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you missed his birthday. It's fine. But, uh, it hurts unreal. me to see him genuinely hurt. Bunch of goddamn fucking bullshit. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's not everybody against you, Matty. It's everybody against this guy. Can you rate it? Yes. I'm done with him. Um... Kamar. This is going to be weird. <laughs> I gave this a four. What? Okay. This doesn't even make any it sense. It doesn't make sense. I didn't like Jimmy O, but it was the insight into Joe being like, I thought it was a super interesting podcast. The dynamics, the, the, the deflecting, like. That is interesting. It, it just was interesting. So if, how do we rate With, things? And, and if it just ends, because it was only two and a half hours. So Joe's probably getting out of there. If they don't tell the dad story, this is a one and a half or a two. Because I wanted to know this guy's side of the story, and I'm and I'm I'm glad he brought up the Shane Gillis. Whether I agree for his explanation or anything is, you know what I mean. It was just. A Listen, Kamar missed my birthday, and I want to get on him, but I, I'm agreeing with the words that are coming out of his mouth. Do you, you know understand what, I mean? what I'm saying? I do. I, I do, do not, understand. I, I don't what even you're know saying. how we rate or, or where I get the ratings for. But certain this episodes. This is what I mean. Are we rating here? Are we rating the job he did? Or because if that's the case, no, you're rating how you felt about the episode. The, and here's the, the weird content. thing. Here's, here's the, the problem I have: is like I was about to rate this thing like a strong four. Oh, whatever. What? What? Tell me. No, that's it. Just do you. So you give it a four. What do you give it? Well, I'm confused now because I'm confused. If if we're rating it on like this was an intriguing episode because watching Joe Hold on, tap are you dance are you around, after eighty five episodes confused about how we rate I am, episodes? Yes. I am, I yes, am, I am legitimately am confused. As much as I was like there wasn't shit in the wrong. I'm gonna Coleman, have to give you two different ratings here. Okay? That's how we're gonna have to do it. That's what you always one. do. Is it? You usually rate the person that was on. That's how you do well, we this. we did that, and then we yeah, found then we stopped doing that. Who are no, we? but I'm going to actually give you two different ratings here, okay? I'm going to give you one rating that is just about this podcast and how it was with him and Joe and how it went. It was like a three. It was fine. He did fine. He brought the dad up, he, whatever. He actually brought up the Shane Gillis thing, which big on him. I think so. I just didn't realize 
I don't think he realized that he didn't have an advocate in his corner. That's the difference. Although he felt he had an advocate. I'm not sure he did. But anyways, um, my other rating, though, is this was like a seminal episode in watching how a very important thing, because Joe voiced his opinion on it. And then when it actually was presented to him, it didn't happen the way we thought it would. I have to give it a four like Kamar. It was just, I, I'm confused myself. I'm, but I'm very confused. So a two and a four. So somewhere in the middle, a three. One rating, Matt, a three. You give it a three then? Yeah. Okay. And you gave it a four. I don't have to like the person like the podcast. Of course not. No. That's not a prerequisite. No, no. The, the right. two but are mutually it, but exclusive. But it helps. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we've realized that for sure. That's probably the problem with our show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I give it a three and a half. Well, well, there you go. Weird episode, man. Weird episode. We spent the whole time fucking tearing it down, and all of us gave it decent uh, ratings. And, I didn't tear it down. Well, well no, we, we just stuff that stuck out to us. But I prefer, much prefer, when one of us at least hears something completely different in a podcast, or when we come to this, rather than we all just go, "Yeah, this is great." Da 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 da. No, that's episode. why again, like sitting down at the beginning of this episode when you guys are like. Well, I mean, when we get to the Jimmy O. Yang episode, it's just going to be, I mean, the bombs are dropping. I, I literally was sitting here thinking like, fuck, I might have missed, I might have really somehow missed this episode. But I was like, I know I listened to it. I like, think that's guilty of talking in the green room. I, well, I, I don't think it is. I mean, well, you've got to sit on it right till it comes up and then you find out. Because even though now we're talking about Shawls, we're talking about Coleman, in the back, you just think, what the fuck are these guys going to bring up? Well, that, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. I, I, I just had no idea. I, I will say this, too. Like, I listened to this doing a bunch of stuff. So I maybe I didn't give it as much, like, full attention as you, but I, I listened to it. Like, I was sitting, I don't know, weird one. I listened to this, all these while painting. It was such but a painting is such a monotonous. No, I, I, that's what I'm saying. No disrespect. I was, I was yeah, in there. so you're in. Yeah, that's how I feel. Why are you doing this? You should be doing this. Painting I, well, I is such a was... monotonous. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> okay, sorry. No, yeah. this, oh, yes, that's right. This, house painting. The stress yeah. of covering up my fingerprints. Yeah. Um, what I sorry when I was listening to this though, like I legitimately had zero idea that he was involved in anything to do with Shane Gillis. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. It was like, it was, a, it was a total shock. Yeah, it, it provided for intriguing entertainment in some weird way. Oh, it was, it was very, I don't know. I don't know what it provided because, I don't know. Man. You don't forget it. Here, this was the question I was going to ask, okay? So Shane Gillis is this guy. Granted, I, I'm arguing for him, which is crazy because I don't even know what he said. I think you're arguing against shutdown culture. No, I'm. That's yeah. exactly what I'm yeah. doing. That's my point is mm -hmm. I don't even know what he said. Yeah. But I do know that Joe... On his show, I, I don't know because I'm not 100% sure, but I'm 90-some percent sure that Joe kind of stood up for the idea, maybe not for him, but for the idea of no canceling of comedians. Um, he now has this guy on. At the time, Joe had, if Joe had had Shane Gillis on and... Still given, hasn't had him on. I, no, I realize that. And given him an opportunity to at least show his side of the story that might have made a big difference in that guy's career you know what i mean now he has this guy on who needs no help in the career field mm -hmm. i wonder if he's going to feel a responsibility to have shane on now i think a five would have been shane and jimmy together oh well that that's too much that's crazy that's like sabotage but comedians that necessarily 
probably, I'm sure Shane Gillis doesn't. But he's probably different. Shane Gillis wants to put the whole thing behind him, so I, I'm sure he doesn't bear a grudge against Jimmy O. But he'll be like, "Fuck this guy! He fu- fucking tried to cancel me." I'm sure he feels that way, and man. I think he'd be a great podcast, especially for a comedian. I I think you probably are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe my own peeps are jumping on me," you know? But my, I, I can't believe my own peeps. I don't consider Jimmy, <laughs> even though Jimmy O is a way bigger, more successful comedian than I'll ever be. Does tours. He's only been doing comedy for eight years, and it's uh, very formulaic. And I'm surprised Joe gave it the props he did. And and it's different too if Jimmy is a if he's just like a comedic actor. I guess then whatever whatever. But if you're like a stand up, you know what I mean. I think that's the difference. Who thinks he's trying to get a message across? Well, but forget that part. But just stand up like you. There are so few of you guys, you know, you're all fighting the same kind of like we want to be heard. We can say we're the the people who are bringing you the real news, you know, like through comedy, we're putting a light on society. I don't know, man, like all voices are again. whatever. And it was weird. He alluded how his parents were racist. Towards other Chinese people. Well, but that's... you know that's a class That's thing. okay, right? Like, that, somehow that... that yeah, yeah. No, no, but I mean, just culturally, like, somehow that's okay to be racist amongst... But we think socially it's not. Well, I, I, I guess the idea is that hating any people is wrong. Or um, be, causing a prejudice towards anyone is wrong. Right. You hate I, the guy who kills your mom. I, I, think, I think it's more... That's oh, more. so sorry. I'm so sorry, Matt. One last thing that I wanted to say was when... Why are you apologizing to Matt? Because I cut him off. Oh, I see, sir. Um, When Jimmy O asks Joe, so you're not scared, eh? Because you can kill people or whatever. Joe's fucking put his dick slap on the table answer. Oh, guys can kill with guns. There's knives. There's lots of way of thing. But if some guy, some guy's an asshole. I have a lot of different ways to fuck someone up. That's not going to happen to me. Yeah, that's His it, yeah. roundaway way to answer that question was so like <laughs> I thought I was gonna light a match off his cheek or something. <laughs> like, what's that joke where the uh, bear and the rabbit are shitting together in the woods, yeah. and the bear looks at the rabbit and says, "Do you have any trouble with shit sticking to your fur?" And the rabbit says, "No, I don't." And the bear turns to the rabbit and wipes his ass with him. <laughs> that was that kind of scenario. <laughs> exactly. And it's an Eddie Murphy And I love fun at Jimmy Yo getting beat up by girls in jiu-jitsu. Uh, even though I didn't love him, I loved it that he was getting fucked over. You like that. You didn't like him. That's why you like that he was getting fucked mm-hmm. over. Yeah. And that's why he was... I'm trying... I'm really, like, I, as I'm hating on this guy during this whole thing, I'm trying to, like, not. But it just keeps... It's... I don't know, man. I'm really torn here. All right. Well, we got to move on. We've given Jimmy an hour. I. We should have given an hour to his dad. Yeah, fine. Uh, 1491, William S.W. Burr. Wilfred. Wilfred S.W.P. Burr. I don't know what his initials are. Old Billy Red Tits. Um, So I just watched King of Staten Island last night. Before or after listening to this podcast? Well, I had listened to half of it, and then I watched the movie, and then I listened to the other half of it. The movie is okay. It's good. Bill does a great job. He, I mean, not. I don't think it's Oscar worthy. Like if we're putting that out there, but he did a great job. He, he was good. He was great. He was good. 
But I always think that Bill does a good job. He was good in um, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. He was terrific. You know what I mean? So, but this time he's playing like a less of a character and more of a. I mean, it's still a character, obviously, but I, I felt it was closer to him than anything else I had seen, really. Yeah, I just feel like he's playing he his dad or a kids. dad yeah. close to him. You know what I mean? Um, I, I Something happened to Bill during this podcast, though. Not during just this podcast, during COVID. Like, you didn't get that where he's like, he he's had like paranoid about it. No, I think he also had his second kid. That's well, the other maybe thing. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know, but some like. Yeah, he's had some sort of epiphany, but I think it has to do himself, with his yeah. second kid more than anything. I well, during COVID, Joe, just putting this out there, like when you're traveling, when you're keeping yourself busy all the time, you can put a lot away. You know, mm-hmm. when you're sitting around and you have nothing to do but think. Maybe that's just like maybe that happened to a lot of people. I think I think a lot of people had a moment of pause during this pandemic, and I think something that I've learned now, I almost want every guest I've ever heard on Bill on sorry Rogan to be on to get their take. Now, the further away from the pandemic, the less sort of it gets. But like, I I wanted to hear Bill Burr. I mean, even though I could have listened to his own podcast long ago. To, to, to get his take I wanted to have I wanted to hear this conversation I was really looking forward to this podcast when I saw it come up and this podcast delivered first of all his rant about young people getting fucked over in the industry <clears throat> I listened to it on uh, one and a half times and it was and then I listened to it again on regular speed please do your favor yourself a favor go back and listen to this faster it's bill burr business 101 oh it's better when he's oh my because he's just he's fucking ah, well that's all he can do he's hilarious i fucking love bill burr and i think this podcast is even better if you watch it because he's so animated you don't think about it when you think about bill you think he's so funny no he does he does crazy act outs i mean even his act yeah. When I think of Bill Burr, I think of just a guy standing in front yeah, of a yeah, mic, yeah. but like flexing on the dog, all this stuff, and he, he can't help himself. It's true. Now that I think about it, he is very animated. Remember the helicopter bit? Yeah, yeah, everything. But it's so it's so good, you don't you don't look at him like he's like a Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. But he is sort of throwing himself all over the place and doing the faces. and the. Do you guys that. watch FS for Family? No. I started watching it. I, I, it didn't. It didn't steal my heart. Yeah, it didn't really. Yeah, it was what it was. I, I don't think it's uh, groundbreaking. Well, it's on its fourth season. Yeah, listen, I'm glad there are people that like it and that Bill is making it off it. It's not. I love Bill Burr, and I just didn't. I don't know. I've watched them all. I found this season was the worst out of all of them. Like the, it's you know. I I usually think when people have an idea, they probably have like two seasons in them. And then three, four, then you start road. adjusting, or yeah. they just have a great breakthrough, like like not to go on Jimmy O. I felt Silicon Valley sort of fell apart at the end. Oh, for sure. Um, and TJ Miller left, of course. Yeah, pretty much. They had a great chemistry, TJ and Jimmy O. That amazing. was an amazing, uh, amazing. He was so funny as that character. Uh, isn't it crazy that in Seattle right now, or not right now, but always, you can say to a cop. We both want to fight. Let this go. Yeah, state of Washington. <clears throat> That's really old, like Wild West type of shit, man. If you got your Carruthers, makes sense though. I mean, that's what we want, right? 
I mean, as long as they're both uh, willing to, I guess. We it's... don't want people to fight, but if two people want to fight, let them fight with no consequences except for what physically happens to you. Yeah, but like that's what I want to know is are there rules to the fighting? Like if I just beat you literally, <laughs> I don't know. Well, like obviously you can't get beat to death. Joe was saying the cops have to be there to like be the referees. That's oh, well then the fine. It's like a, a big hockey game, Seattle. Yeah. Well, I mean, hockey is interesting. They were talking about it in this episode. Bill loves hockey. Yeah, Bill loves hockey. The fighting, like we know this because we know hockey, the fighting made it so there was less violence, you know? And without the fighting, it would have been a free-for-all. We know this, but we don't know why it has to be their way. I mean, it's because it's such, there's so many incidental things that happen, slashing, If If not, you have too many rules and the game becomes stale. In order to have the freedom of the not so many rules, you have to have the enforcement out there, not necessarily being used, but the threat has to be there or... I think it's to the hitting, like it's a really physical sport and you want to keep that aspect of it, but you don't want, I mean, we've seen, you know, in the last 20 years, you've seen some absolutely atrocious hits where guys. Oh, for sure. And you've seen some crazy shit like McSorley swinging and you know what I mean? Brashear like. Or fights where it's not necessarily two guys you want to fight. That's always actually the worst when the bench is clear and there's like... Yeah, but I mean, again, if you're going for like the old school enforcers, they were there so that they would fight other enforcers. They weren't fighting... uh, That was the whole point. People were protected. Your best players were protected. The problem problem really lies though in like... Remember remember fucking... Who was it? Patrick Waugh's son in a QMGA uh, JHL game? Like... The bench is cleared and his son just fucking beat the living piss out of this kid. And the kid was like, looked like he didn't want anything to do with it. He wasn't resisting. Yeah. And Patrick Waugh was just like, yeah, go get him like from the bench. And I mean, the problem is, is like, fine. It's okay for NHLers because I guess there's like a level of enforcement, but it just like it, you get a real problem once you trickle down into the for kids sure. playing. Bad and like shit can happen. Man. Me Plus, growing up, I did not like hockey players. We were, Dude, you know how many hockey players I knew too told me stories about like, oh, we beat the living piss out of the team after the game. Like we waited outside and when those guys came out, we beat the shit out of every so one of them. When we were in grade 11, we played a um, in a, a three-man street hockey tournament that took place at the Nippian Sportsplex. 3v3, yeah. Three versus three. Uh, So we had like six guys on our team, but you would rotate rotate people out. Anyways, um, I was playing with like a bunch of guys. We were nothing. We were just guys who played street hockey together. You know what I mean? Anyways, there were some more serious teams out there, but we got eliminated in like whatever early on and we were watching the rest of the thing go down and later on there were two teams this is three on three fucking street hockey mm-hmm. they, these aren't professional team there was a huge fucking brawl where people from the crowd went in and yeah. they were all fighting and we're watching this whole thing and we're just like yeah we're gone you know what i mean this is nuts that's the problem with, you know. This was street hockey, man. Like, not to mention the shit that goes on in the rinks with the parents and the crowds. Those are actually games that mean something, you know what I mean? <laughs> this was street hockey. It, competition almost breeds violence. Yeah, and hockey, there's something about, I, like, I agree, because fighting is built in, the crowd feels like they have this more of an ability to be involved, and I, I don't know, it's weird. I, yeah. I see Matt's point. There's a lot that goes along with it that breeds like this. 
it makes the game safer, but it makes the rest of the game not safer, you know? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, when I care about something, I'm stupid competitive. And it does bring out the worst in me. Do you want to hurt the person? It brings out the worst in everyone. Come on, I have the worst. Nature. I have the worst temper ever. I know. So yes, I, uh, I definitely want to hurt lash, the person. You lash yes, us. yes. They told they told great stories, which I think everyone has about parties where you show up and people are taking out the the microwave. Yeah. And Joe talked about a party, and you've got to realize how small Joe would have been at this time, even though he was competitive in Taekwondo. Yeah. He talks about the guy punches the girl, and the chairs are going, and Joe like we 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 don't we don't blame you. I'm not surprised you snuck out a party. Yeah. Well, I, dude, I would never think you would enforce it. Even though all his buddies, Joe, Joe, go. I'm, like, I'm not his, fucking around. His story about being the security guard keeps getting better and better because it started, I was there and I was wearing my hoodie and I just pulled it up and I left. And now it's, it as we get deeper into life, it's, I wore the hoodie because I knew if there was ever a situation, I would just pull the hoodie. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all so premeditated. I'm sure he's reflecting on his self-conscious Maybe. And deciding, well, that's what I was actually thinking at the time. But it's a classic. So Bill Burr talking about the agents. It's mine. Sorry. What? Well, yours, what story is yours that you're like, the classic? That he tells all the time. Not the Holtzman. Maybe it's the Holtzman. But well, for Holtzman's me, one of them. For me, it's the, because it's Neil Young, dear to me. I am so fucking confused. What are you talking about? There's all stories that Joe tells ad nauseum over and over again. Yeah. For each of the, I, I'm not sure which one yours is. Maybe it's, he doesn't drop enough Cleopatra to us. To Whatever, us. anyway. <laughs> no, I but love the, that. But the, the concert story is just a, here we go again. Oh, because it was a Neil Young concert. I am sorry. I'm sorry, Kamara. I was confused there for a sec. But back to the, the business. That so agent stealing, that was exactly what was going to happen to TFA, TK, Fighter, and the kid there. If they stayed with Fox. They were with Fox. That was like what was going on, I imagine. You know, well, we I mean? own the fighter and the kid. They were trying to they were try- and tell everything. them that they couldn't swear and this and that. Like they luckily they got out of that. It wasn't even could. luckily, it was Brendan Shop who was like, Hold my beer. Mm-hmm. And didn't come back. He knew well, right then away. He's super smart because I could see, look, if you're like a fledgling uh, comedian and you're getting your podcast going and somebody swoops in as like, I'm going to do this and this and this, and you're going to be doing this and you're going to get this many viewers. Like, it seems alluring, you know? But and after you don't listening know this, you have to be aware. You this, have to never give up anything. You can't. No matter how good the offer from Spotify is, Kamar, you have to say no. Well, that's where we draw the line. No. You have to say no. Why? If they give us a licensing deal. Licensing. Mm-hmm. But it's the ownership that's the... Again, I am going to be very interested to see if there is a difference between the deals normal people have to make with Spotify and the deal Joe Rogan made with Spotify. Or if Spotify is now going to become like a platform for everyone to be free, or if it's just for Joe Rogan to be free, you know? Well, we're in a fortunate position that we have no real IP that we can sell as anything. So we have to be an entity. You know what I mean? The fighter and the kid is their brand, and Fox could have owned that. Then anything, the fighter and the kid. But we can't really do the Joe Rogan experience, anything. Mm-hmm. So we're fortunate that way. We won't have to fall down that trap. We're fortunate in that way. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, what else I got for this guy? I'm telling you, though, if you listen to the rant about agent stealing in two times or one and a half times. It's- I listened to one and a half times, yeah. 
I was laughing so hard. He's talking so... I put it on two times. He, he's talking so fast and aggressively. <laughs> it is great when he gets the... And it's really funny because in F is for family, when he's telling his wife that she does like... And you're constantly on me and it's... Like, I love it. He uses that in the show. It's perfect. It's 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 a funny show, man. It's not uh, it's not bad. At I all. don't hate it. I just I started watching it and then Simon, there's too much. A season goes yeah, away. A season much. goes away. Then you forget about it. Then you start watching it. Then you get busy. No, for oh, me, it's just like something has to be. It has to absolutely grab my attention early on. And if riveting. it doesn't, then I'm probably. It, yeah. it, it's good. I watched it because I had nothing else to watch. It certainly is no. Um, What's that fucking one called with the little kids and the hormone monster? Like, that is fucking an amazing cartoon, you know? Yeah, definitely that was funny. Um, so what I was talking about outside, so you're hearing a lot now about Italy saying, you know, the viral load is down to almost non-existent, and, like, this is bringing great comfort to people, and you're like, okay, you know. Then I started thinking, all of these places where you hear them telling you that viral load is down to zero... They are all places that are going to want, in the not-too-distant future, um, their economy based on tourism to kick back in. And what better way to get people to start feeling good? Because here's why I say this. Build confidence. I saw an ad for um, something that was happening in Italy in the summer. Like, you could buy tickets to go there. And I was like, who the fuck is going to Italy this summer? But if that's how they're like, you know, selling it, Simon, someone, I don't know. It just it would be very convenient. Someone on my Facebook posted an article that Italy is <laughs> pretty much giving away trips to Italy. Like they're willing to give you free room and board while you get there, and a cheap and cheap just, airfare just, just to, to get you there. And there was some, tons of people that were like, "Let's fucking do this." How do we sign up? When are we going? So I mean, there's definitely people willing. So I'm probably right then. This is all to get there. Mary's already talking about traveling. Oh, I was crazy. like, "Have fun." Yeah, see, so yeah, not don't, going anywhere. You're, you're gonna make her quarantine for 14 days when she gets home in the little garage, right? Well, that's no, right. She now. has her own room upstairs. This will change and it, it will move forward. I mean, I, I feel like Bill was a little paranoid, over paranoid about that. Remember when they started talking about masks? Yeah, and Bill was saying you, people wear masks, and Joe's like, "You don't think it's silly?" Let's not even get it, dude. It. That was so great when uh, when I watch the news once a week. At am I wearing the mask? We're still wearing the mask. Okay, good. I'm wearing the mask. Are we? Are we not but wearing the mask? He said to Joe, "There is no way, Joe. I'm gonna sit here and listen to two dummies like us who know nothing about nothing tell people what to wear." You know, like that's exactly. Bill. That's what I've been and saying nobody for three else, weeks. Nobody else can say that to Joe except Bill. Yeah. That was the point I was making outside. The clout he brings in is just... Because he is a more established... Joe looks up to Bill in a way. You yeah, know what money, I mean? Money isn't everything. Money isn't everything. And he, Joe, he wasn't going to do that. I really appreciated that. I like that. Uh, one part I did not like is when he just decided to buy the car. <laughs> right there on the spot, <laughs> like, well, he's rich. He's like, where am I? I, I know. I just, I, it takes me out when I realize how rich th these guys. Are. It's not like he's going to put some shows together. He's just like, yeah, I'll get no. But car. it was amazing. Uh, I, I see where you're coming from, Kamar. But I did think it was amazing. Like he was putting everything off, and then like in the moment, he was like, no, fuck it, cigars. I'm living for the day. I'm buying the car. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, you've got to watch it because the pauses he takes when he tells the stories with the cigars. I mean, that's why he smokes the cigars. But I, I felt the um, 
automobile part sort of threw me off for it a bit. Does. But before that, when they just before that, they were talking about uh, the motorcycles. They're talking about the Isle of Man race. Have you seen that race? I I think I have. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and where you have to have the navigator. No, no, this no, no, is a motorcycle. That, that, they were talking, oh. that was the rally car racing where would, you have to would, have the... Would, I, I want to break down all of it, but the Isle of Man race is like super sports bikes going through... Isle of Man is between England and, and Ireland. Yeah. But, but like, so you can imagine the English or Irish countryside. It's a little bit of both. And then through these little quaint villas, which, which is basically like guys going 180 uh, miles an hour on the parkways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be super With fun. more obstacles. But the people feet on the road. There is no watching, you mean. Well, the, but the that's pedo- how it is in the rally things, too. Like, you've seen where the rally cars fly off the road, and the people are right fucking there. Like, yeah, they, they, they're just as crazy. Yeah, crazier. The th- but these guys are, like, it's just so crazy, and the most people die in this race. And then they start talking about sidecars. Yeah. And there's competitive sidecars. I don't know if you looked it up, but they don't. They look like these spaceships where these guys are leaning. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, the like, guys. That's crazy. The guy. Well, the Matrix moment. Sorry, go ahead, Kamar. Super okay. Matrix moment. Yeah, just hold on. These guys have to want to do this. So there's a type of guy like you assume everyone wants to drive the motorcycle or drive the rally car. But there's another guy that wants to be the offsider, wants to be the navigator, and like, is there just no, I'm sure, Kamar. That they're listen, not like the driver, but they're good. like you know what I mean. How, e, e. Kamar, it's very simple. It's just like every industry where some guy has convinced some younger person. Listen, you want to drive this fucking thing? Exactly. You got to spend ten years in the sidecar. Do you think I just got to drive this thing? It's I spent twenty five years in that sidecar. It's the bird who has to be the assistant to the yeah. other bird and never gets laid until that bird dies. And so we think the sidecar guy eventually drives. Yeah. That's what, okay. I, that's what I think. I, I thought someone aspired no. to be the greatest I mean, sidecar maybe, guy. Maybe. Do you think people aspire? Navigator. Or it could be a situation, Kamar. It could be a situation where, you know, the Cox, who is it? The Coxus? The little guy who shouts out of the guy's rowing. Uh, shouts out of the guy rowing. That guy can never be a rower. He's way too small, but he wants to be on the wants team. Wants to be involved. So maybe it, that's this type of scenario. He can never be a driver. Maybe he's blind in one eye or something. Maybe. Andy, well, um, that makes sense that the sidecar guys were are blind yeah. because they're putting their heads oh, yeah, it's in very each off the ground where they're going to the You leaves. know what? I'm going with that. I think all sidecar drivers, blind in one eye. Blind in one That's eye. That's how you get into that. Uh, it just, I just, the whole time they're talking about the thing, who aspires to be a sidecar guy, but you need the sidecar to ride the bike. That makes sense. So do you feel like you've gotten all you want to say about that out? I do. Great. Matt, tell us about your Matrix moment. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, order, I ordered uh, some food last night for the fights and... I look down on my Uber app and it's like, Mike is delivering your order on a motorbike. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And then I look at the photo and the guy looked, I don't want to be rude, just a little off. Looked like a weird photo. Also looked like he took it in his car. So I was like, okay, weird. Mike's on his motorbike. This guy pulls up, full leather chaps, leather jacket, commando like camo pants under all this leather attire. And what is he driving? Motorcycle, the sidecar. I swear to God. Food in the sidecar, Kamar. And dude, even crazier, he like... That is a magic moment. Chico runs out and starts barking at him, and he's like, oh, cute little guy, wants to come in the sidecar. Like, I wouldn't have even noticed that it had a sidecar <laughs> if Mike hadn't made such a big deal of it. So, Matrix to that. Yeah. Um, you know me. 
can't drive a motorcycle due to my scooter incident. Mm-hmm. Um, younger. The only way I could ever drive a motorcycle would be if it had a sidecar because it gives you the stability. Mm-hmm. And I looked into it pretty seriously to have the dog in the sidecar with me because I have a Boston and I wanted to get one of those little aviator. And you want one of those old World War II motorcycles? Yes, but they remake them. It's a specific company. that Spirit? No, it remakes them as they're new, but they look like those old army motorcycles. So cool. That would be cool. The problem is, this is what I found out, they're very hard to turn like the because of the sidecar. And my shoulder being fucked up, I don't have the force to... Otherwise, you'd be pulling up a one? You got it, oh buddy. <laughs> I wish I was rich like it Bill Burr. Simon, Simon gets out of his... done deal. Simon gets off of his sidecar bike. He pulls out his cane that's actually a sword. Yeah, I have that. I know. Yeah. I should show it. No, I don't think there's any need. Well, that's um, a true Matrix moment, sidecar. Yeah, so really, Matrix all the way around. There you go. Um, really interesting moment where Joe said... The only thing Spotify wants to know is who my first guest is going to be. And we want to guess who it's going to be? I think I know who it's going to be. Mr. Jones. That's who I think. No. I think that would be the biggest fuck you to everybody involved. I bet it'll be someone that like you would never think of. Some author that just wrote it. Like, I'm telling you... I don't think Joe is going to make any big hoopla out of it's, it. It's January. It's now a it's, big. No, it's, it's September. It's now a big deal, though. Now that Joe has announced that Spotify wants to know, it's a big deal. What happens in January? So in it goes in, exclusive. Yeah, in, in in once January first hits, you can only find Joe Rogan on Spotify. So I would feel that's the actual first guest. But I think the first guest is when he actually moves to Spotify. Because right now there's just an ad for Joe on Spotify. Right Right. now it's just him announcing before whatever episode it was, Patton Oswalt. You can go to Spotify, hit the icon that says Joe Rogan, and listen to an episode. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to be. I mean, I hope. hope. And for listeners, I was right. Our numbers numbers got crushed. It's too early. My theory applies to when Joe moves to Spotify. Um, Who do you think it's going to be? I called Alex Jones. What do you guys think? Uh, Trump. Now you're just being silly. Yeah, well, well, what are we here to be? Serious? Yes. Alex Jones. All the time. Second, second choice. It might be Eddie. That would be a good... Uh, Joe Biden. Well, you're just saying that because he said Trump. No, I'm saying it because I actually think... Well, think about it. Joe September. No politicians ever. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Or Giselle. Oh, well, that would be, that would never happen. I think he has a better chance of getting dead Jeffrey Epstein than he does of getting just Lane. I think it's somewhat, I, I don't think he knows who it is right now. No. And I think anything could happen between now and then that could. So can I tell you what movie I thought you were going to pick, Kamar? Oh, can I actually tell you who it'll be oh. on? Sorry, real quick. Um, Brian Redman. Wow. I, I think that would be a mistake. But, but I think that would be very... It would be a good play. I would not be surprised. It would make sense. Because all about just Joe get the wanting band back to together. talk about yeah. other you know I mean? things. Just, we started this, imagine, like 10 years ago. It's did you ever end. think, Brian, that we'd... Yeah. yeah. I still think it should be Alex Jones. Or, Kamar, maybe you're right. A bookend. Maybe it'll be the last one. That Brian's ever on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be the last one that's not on, on Spotify. You know what I mean? Just end it with Brian. Maybe that's that'll better. be it. I like that better. Maybe. I, Who knows? And then Alex Jones to start the new... I maybe. feel like you're calling it. Yeah. I'm sorry I cut you both off there. That's I apologize. Okay. So no, no. You thought about it. What I thought the movie game was going to be, mm-hmm. and a movie that I had totally forgot even existed, 
mm-hmm. and I love is What About Bob? No, uh, what's it called? Yeah, What About Bob? With Bill, with Bill Murray. Murray. Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss. It is so... It, it, um, I don't think you can make that movie today. He never got to it. Uh, Bill was about to get to it, and then they got off to somewhere else. But he, he said, that is a perfect comedy. And the more I think about it, it was like such a great fucking movie. Why could they not make it today? Why fun of mental illness? Yeah, because Bob I was... Think me- hilarious. Bob I had- think hilarious. I see what you're saying. Bob had issues. And I, and I hate myself for asking that fucking question, but I'm just saying it for discussion's sakes. Is he, he, it was such a funny movie. That's what I thought you were going to use for the uh, movie game. No. I Obviously actually, not. I actually, usually when podcasts I enjoy less, I sort of think about the movie game. This one I enjoyed it so much I didn't even think about the movie game. I'm with you. But yeah, I totally forgot. If you had asked me what's your favorite Bill Murray movie, I wouldn't have even remembered what this movie, Bob, yeah. but it, I I know I loved it. I watched it a million times. It was a cottage movie. Sure, but at the same time, you would never pick this as your favorite Bill Murray movie just because he's made so many. Like, come Ron on. Hog Day would probably be. That's definitely up there. Online. He was in Caddyshack, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, all, the, all three movies oh, no, we just no, named. No, but what, all I'm saying is this. That might be a great movie. It is. But no one is going to name that over the nope. three movies we just named. I don't think he's in bad movies. I'll he, go that far. Probably not. I'll go that far to talk about Bill Murray. Um, Another Bill. Wasn't it funny when... Well, I'll say this. Hold on. Yeah. I would say that like a, if he is in a bad movie, he makes that bad. He'll make... like I didn't love Zombieland, but once Bill Murray showed up, I was like, this is incredible. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even call that a Bill Murray movie, though. He has a cameo in that movie. I mean, he's amazing I mean? in Kingpin. Yeah, incredible. incredible. That's a Bill Murray movie. Yeah, even though it's a Woody Harrelson. No, but uh, <laughs> he, he has a significant role. I liked when Bill, not Murray, um, Burr, Burr, said they were talking about mountain lions. He's like, "Yeah, that's a welterweight tiger," because <laughs> that's totally it. Eh? It's like just a different weight class. But I just like there's something about Bill's choice of words. Often, I. I there's, I don't know. There's something about Bill Burr that I really. Everything he says is a perfect joke bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. But they're not. Bits. Delivery. They're just amazing. But, but they could be. Oh, I, no, no, I'm I sure know. he does his own what podcast, he, turns around and goes, oh, I got I'm, another hour. I'm sure, when I'm sure. uh, when Joe was like, they just uh, they, they looted the Laugh Factory on La Brea last night, and Bill, <laughs> what did he say? I bet someone got some nice puppets. <laughs> yeah. I love and like, I've never Masada. been there. I didn't even know what he was talking about, but just the way he said it, like, I assumed, I was like, the place must have been filled with creepy puppets, <laughs> and his delivery or, was. Um, or yeah, ventriloquist dolls ventriloquist or whatever. Yeah. So just back to this whole Kamar missing, saying happy birthday to me. And as much as I want to be on him for that, I have to apologize to him again because last week he mentioned about Ottawa having a coyote problem, and I poo pooed it. And you we did your due diligence. It. I did my due diligence. We have a huge coyote. We have a coyote. Don't you? Want I was to get out. A of, I was a coyote pandemic. It I was out. Kids the, getting attacked. Dogs getting attacked. I was out at the Mare Blue Bog the other day, and there's signs everywhere like coyotes are prevalent here. Watch out! I was thought of Kamara immediately. So, like, they're emboldened, and they're emboldened. They're very not only coyotes, not only coyotes, but um. The uh, what are they fucking called? They're the wolf coyote cross. They're the I keep thinking wolfody. Where I was gonna say cow wolfy. No, it's a uh, koi wolf. Yeah, that sounds cool. And those are even more emboldened than the coyotes. But don't you want to be part of a vigilante group going out killing coyotes? We're gonna. I can't because 
I think it's wrong, but no, and I can't because I don't have a gun license. But we we, they, we have a problem. It's hero. We shit. have a problem. But you read the story about the woman who got in her car and then the coyote oh, attacked her again. I, I saw that. That's all I wanted. When we're done this podcast, Kamar, I'm going to show you the stick that I walk with now. I am not fucking around. I think with I've the coyotes. seen the stick. I don't think you have. That's the sword. Oh, this is a different. Stick. Okay, right on. Because that excited. sword just isn't sharp enough. Very excited, yet. Kamar. I, I know you're in your forties, but I guess you haven't learned when a man's trying to show you his penis, have you? Well, I've got the right tool. <laughs> Kamar has seen my penis many times. Um, okay, so another couple of things before we leave, Billy. Yikes. Oh, we're not giving Bill Burr any due because this was the well, podcast of the week, in yeah. my opinion. Well, it, it was the second podcast of the week. He's so honest. He's the opposite of Jimmy O. And he's like uh, matured <laughs> well, just, Andrew Schultz. Just hearing him talk about how, um, I don't know, just the whole like, I don't want to, I got a lot of shit from when like when I was young that I haven't dealt with, that I'm trying to deal with. I just want to be better for my kids. I don't want to download my shit on them. Yeah, I, Just all that, I was like, this guy's fucking incredible. Like, I, I, I don't know. Well, how he explained preservation, how normally he'd move that... Um, he had something sent to him, and he was like, I was going to move it, but then I could pull my back. And says, I'm realizing I'm old enough that it's better to get these kids over here to move Well, and you me. have to get over your ego, and that's why I thought it was so interesting when Joe was like, that's what fucking psychedelics are, Bill. Like, everything you're saying, I could have given to you years ago, you know? Well, yeah, you also get it through a pandemic no, and for ungodly sure. success. Well, this is what I was talking about, ungodly him finding success. out something about himself during this pandemic. I really feel like he had, like, a breakthrough. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, but I, you know, this is how great Bill Burr is, okay? I'm going to go out and do smaller clubs for free. All the money, whatever, will go to the clubs. Also because I'm going to be shitty and I don't think I should be charging my fans to see me. Like, he's just a good fucking guy. You know what and I mean? he's generally concerned. Like, I haven't done setup up this long. Like, I haven't done it since and this long since I started. And Joe said, you know, yeah, we got to help the comedy store. And he's like, no, the comedy store is going to be fine. We got to help these little clubs. That well, I like what no he said, chance, too, when he's like, know? I'll be there all the time anyway. Yeah. I will be there. No, but that's the point, right? They're going to help the store because they love the store. And they're going to, it's these other places that nobody's going to go back to that need the help. I think Bill know? also means, I think Bill also is like, I'm going to help the store and that I play there every night and they pay me like a hundred bucks. $50. Whereas I'm like a fucking... <laughs> But any comic at this point wants the stage time, even for free. I get it, of so course, of course. Get other I'm just saying, Kamar, if you look at the lineup any night at in the at the comedy store, it would cost a normal promoter tens of thousands, yep. potentially a hundred thousand dollars to have that lineup. Well, oh, that lineup, of course. But I'm just saying, each of those person get a lot less because they only do 50 minutes. I get it, but you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely, you, I agree if I wanted to book them to do 15 uh, minutes in Ottawa, would break the. You can't argue that. Yeah, I liked when he said he said, "Yeah, I'm going to the door and Joe's. I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> Joe just invited. You weren't invited. Yeah. Joe. But it's, it's not like he would. Of course, yeah, right. I want no, you. Your, but your that was even Bill. Bill was like, "Yeah, all right, sure, whatever." Yeah. I just thought it was funny, a joke. Where most people would be like, oh my God, Joe's going to do that. My night just got made into something totally different, you know? Like, or someone was Bill's saying, huge. I, That's I, what I'm getting. I would at. be interested in a part of that if you wanted me to versus mm -hmm. like, I'm doing that now. My big concern is that if this Corona thing pops back up in like October, there won't be an end of the world at the comedy store for the next election. Well, it'll be a real end of the world. I, I can't believe we're able to sustain another lockdown. 
it's just going to be they're going to go a different way and say I don't be very even, careful. I don't even want to talk about it, man. Well, we'll we're, get, we're having great fucking. We'll uh, get to it. In first the post of all, I don't care. Listen, lock me down in November. Go, go crazy. Winter time, we lock ourselves down. Yeah, please. If again, Kamar, if the government wants to give me two thousand dollars a month for November, December, January. Christmas present. Let's get into it in the in the post show. Okay. Yeah, because there's sure. there's one point that I, I want to bring up. Okay. So side note to this podcast, though, I, I should bring it up in the post show, but I know I'm going to forget, and I think it's important. Um, I'm listening to a podcast right now called The Lost Kids, mm-hmm. and it's all about this is total coincidence, Matrix moment. It's all about Sidu schools. Mm. That school that Adam Eget went to that he wasn't sure was a cult. It was a motherfucking cult. There was sex, dude. I'm listening to some, I'm only in the first episode, but I can see where this is going. Did you fall into this because of the Adam Eget? No, I was just, uh, my wife and I listened to podcasts before we go to bed, like instead of watching TV and we were just looking for a new one and I, it had like a cool name. And then I saw the description. I'm like, see, do schools, boom, this is fucking. And it's, they did not even touch on how crazy it is. Well, we're, they're just right. The only episode I've listened to so far is like the story of one kid. Soon they'll get into... What if they mention that his name comes up um, in it? I, I want to know, too, if any parents sent their kids there thinking it was like a sea-doing school. Like a kid shows up in like full wetsuit day one. No, like, yeah. what the fuck is going on this, here? This, the literal this story was about a kid who was like getting into trouble at home and the parents just wanted to get him on the straight and narrow and they sent him to the school. And the school gets in touch with the parents and says, okay, listen, your kid's going to phone you up. And all the kids do this. They're going to phone you up and they're going to be like, they're treating me badly. The school is terrible. So they preemptively brace the parents for the kid. So then the kid phones up and he's like, he's whispering on the phone. He's like, mom and dad, the school is terrible. You got to get me the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? And the parents are thinking to themselves, this is exactly what they told me is going to happen. I'm not going to believe it. Like, it's really fucked up. And I'm only a parent. Why would you like if I if I go to you and I'm like, listen. It's a good chance your kid might call week two and be like, oh, I'm getting butt fucked. I'm getting butt fucked. Just let that go. That's a thing we do. Like, you know what I mean? All I'll say is Larry Nasser. And he was fingering the girls in front of their parents. Yeah. And yeah, that's, it, yeah that's just So insane. anything is yeah. possible. Yeah, and, and even more to that point, Kamar, kidnapped in plain sight. Oh, well, that was Need funny. I say more? Well, those were Mormons. Fuck yeah, right. And I mean, if he's jerking everyone in the family off, it's kind of, you know, everyone's everyone's tiptoeing around each other. Did you see the neighbor today? No, definitely didn't see the neighbor today. Well, you just didn't know that the mom was also getting um, finger checks from the gymnastic coach. You know what I mean? Like, that's the. Yeah. And the dad was getting prostate checks. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was the same thing. Anyways, I just thought I'd mention that. Um, How much more time do you want to give to Billy? I liked when you were talking about how he was talking about how he repressed his stuff and he was talking about how it came out acting in the movie. Yeah. And how he talked about it in acting. You'll be like, it basically is you come in and they go, that guy's your dad, your mom just died. Let's go. Well, and that's how you knew Bill Burr was kind of fucked up from this pandemic thing. Or maybe it was even before because he said, when I went to do the whatever, when I met my family for the first time on that movie, and they wanted me to like love my kids. I had a panic attack. Like well, that doesn't seem like a normal reaction from an actor. You know what I mean? Well, he's saying part of it was he's across from <sighs> Marissa Tomei, uh, Oscar winner, and it's like I don't want to look like a fucking idiot. 
Um, well, back to Jimmy O. Yang, he was he mentioned quickly that someone was a Meisner trained actor. Actor, I believe it was Malkovich or whoever. No, no, he was saying in jest, the guy who got pushed by the police bossed his head open, and Trump said he might be an actor. Oh, is a and he was like, oh yeah, this guy's a Meisner actor with okay, a black okay. patch on the back of his head. Either way, it made me think because I took Meisner when I went to school and. Um, to go back to your whole, like, they tell you this, then this, then just go on. Dude, my Meisner teacher was fucked, first of all. And this is what I can't, I couldn't even explain to you. We don't have enough time, but like part of the class was this. So you would pick an activity, any activity, whatever the fuck you want it to be. Uh, make a house of cards, play the guitar, uh, make a sandwich. Like I, whatever fucking crazy shit you wanted to come up with. In fact, the crazier, no, thank you. In fact, the crazier, the better. So like, and then, so the idea would be you, Kamar, are going to sit in front of the class, eight or nine people, and you're going to do this fucking task, whatever it may be. And the other person that's doing the scene with you, they're going to go outside and they're going to take however the fuck long they need to prepare, five minutes, 25 minutes. And you just have to sit there watching this person do this task i hate your acting school hold on again <laughs> and then eventually the person comes in and they start doing whatever scene was given to them and it's so fucking like first of all let me give you an example this girl's doing what for all for all intents and purposes was like a comedic scene you could consider it maybe not comedic but lighthearted. she's trying to build a house of cards on a table that is like slick as ice like you couldn't these are all the parameters that are given or no no there's no parameters you make she just she just happened to she was from spain she didn't speak great english so she knew she was going to have trouble with the scene already what yeah so she i assume kamar in her head she was like i'm going to choose a task that's easy so for her it was just build a house of cards but she just could not get even two cards to stand up because the table was just too slick. They just kept slipping. So by the time the other person is like, has like been outside for 15 minutes, g themselves up for this, like, okay, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. They come in happy. The second they come in and deliver their first line, she's bawling her eyes out because she cannot get this fucking house of cards. And like the teacher was literally just ejaculating at the fact that she was crying. Like All he was, emotion oh mind, dude, you could see him just like, fuck yeah. So Kamar, I agree. Like, to Bill Burr's, I think for certain scenes, they give you a little more leeway. If you were doing a, I think if you were doing a really, really heavy scene, like if you're doing a Joker scene in a Christopher Nolan movie, I think they're going to give you some time. I know, but just loving your kids doesn't seem like it should be such a... But you'd be surprised again. Uh, so here's another weird thing too. I was watching Parasite and it reminded me of this weird thing that one of my acting teachers told, told me that still fucks me up to this day. And you can watch for it. It's the weirdest thing. He was like, when you act, he was like, your mouth is always closed. And I was like, sorry, what? He's like, well, in between lines, your mouth is often closed. And I was like, yeah. That's like a human? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was like, yes, I do tend to close my mouth. And he was like, yeah, don't do that. On camera, their mouths have to be open. And I was like, well, it's not even the camera. No, it's not even the camera. He's like, it, it has something to do with the breath you take into your diaphragm, leaves you more open to emotions. And it's insane. If you watch, if you watch, like I watched Parasite, the other day and i kept pointing out to mary i'm like look how weird it is look everyone's mouth is open between every line like here's my line because they're getting ready to react naturally 
Dude, acting is the fucking, I'm telling you, it's one of the weirdest, it's a weird craft. No, that just seems so arbitrary to me. That was like when I was telling you about art school and the guy came up and, because I would hold my palette while I painted. And he was like, no, you have to have your palette on a stationary thing. Or maybe it was vice versa. I don't even remember. But I was like, what fucking difference does it make? Like, we're just trying to make good art in the end. What do you fucking care? And then I was like, show me your art. Show me how you hoard your palette, you know? Well, you know what dawned on me too after the fact was like, because I remember him being like, okay, run through the scene. And I ran through a scene and he was like, okay, now try running through the scene my way. with Your mouth open. So I'd like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like between like lines, not like, a human being like fuck. well no and then like i remember the third time through with my mouth open he'd look at the class and was like it was better right and you know again just that sheep mentality of everyone of like oh, yes it was better and i, I mean I, I thinking back like i don't really remember whether it was or wasn't but i mean watch for it a movie sign it will it will fuck i remember you. you telling me this before and me thinking to myself i gotta watch for that movies and then never watch it's it'll it. yeah we've got another opportunity right yeah. now but like my, the meisner technique for example <laughs> was just one of those things where i remember being like this is kamar i'm not lying three months into the class i remember being like i don't know what we're doing it's like a karate kid thing eh Wax on, wax off. Almost, yeah. You'll never know until you got to fight with it. Mm-hmm. And no, because to your point. You can't be aware of what you're learning because you'll try to learn it a certain way. To your point, four months in, someone, the teacher said one thing. It like almost a throwaway line to the class. And I was like, I get it. Like literally, I remember being like, oh, huh. I mean, I still didn't get it because I was a terrible actor. But <laughs> Be yourself. So one good comparison that I thought Bill made, I laughed out loud, was uh, he was like, you know, the masks are like the rollerblades. Everybody was rollerblading for like a year. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't cool anymore. And you're like, rollerblading was gay. And everybody was throwing their rollerblades into the river <laughs> and was like, you used to rollerblade? You fucking homo. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly what's going on with the masks. Exactly. His like, everybody's wearing. It was so good. That was so his perfect. hot takes are perfect. Joke. That was so fucking perfect. I don't know if that he had planned that no. or if that was off the fly, but it was so poignant. I it definitely don't like, think he came in to uh, the studio with yeah, an agenda. No. But like when he was saying that to Joe, he was like, Joe, there's no way that you and I are going to sit in front of this American flag, smoking cigars, <laughs> telling the people to wear it like it was just so yeah. fucking perfect. That's why Bill Burr is one of the best ever. He's in my top five. So if we can just go back to, I want, um, they were talking about, I'm not just bringing this up. They talked about this. Okay. So the George Floyd thing, how there might be a tie in between. Yes. Them knowing each other. So I I want to read this to you. Okay. Cause I, I, I was like, whoa, holy fuck. And again, I have no idea if this is legit. This is just one moron bringing something to a bunch of other morons, you two. What's weird to me too, though, hold on, before you even start, what's weird to me is that people are trying to make this thing worse than it already, like it was already a heinous act. It, it it makes it more heinous if they're like, actually they have a past, you know what I mean? Like it seems- Well, it makes it different. That's the point. It's still, it's heinous, maybe more heinous, but like the fact that there's a backstory now, you're like, holy fuck, this is so- I, but again, I don't know if there is, so I want to be sure. careful there. Let me just, sorry, I got to figure it out. For two seconds. Well, I was going with a thing that's called a PSYOP, but there's well, no way to, wait to, be to or, read this to you. There's though. no way it can be organized that way. That they know that, oh, well, if this one cop uh, knees on this one guy's um, neck, then this will set off these protests, and this is what we want. This is how we reach our desired um, 
effect. How do I find my saved? Um, That's what you're saying, right? Sorry, I missed that, Kamara. I'm so sorry. I am. Uh, you're looking at something. I'm trying to pull this up. Yeah, go ahead. Tell yeah, me listeners, what you're I saying. I hope everyone's doing well right now. This go part ahead. Of the podcast. Go ahead. Tell me. Uh, one person suggested this was a psyop. Um, you can say they knew each other, whatever. But if this was done in the like like a nine eleven, you know that conspiracy side that this was to. Yeah. I just can't. Well, believe. what I'm gonna read you, you're gonna be like, holy shit, this might be that much bigger. I think what you're gonna read me is talking more. It's a cover up. I'll get to it when Matt comes back. And left then the juicy part. All the hoopla. But again, under exaggerate is the uh, unintended consequence. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Like again, I I don't even want to speculate at this point because we see what happened. We like we're forming these opinions in our head, and then if this is if there's any truth to this at all. And things are coming out after the fact. Like, it's happening so fast. That's what I mean. It's and all happening so fast. People just clamor to have the explanation and then take any shred of information. You know, it's crazy how Bill couldn't remember who Tucker Carlson was. He couldn't? Well, he was Tucker Carlson, and they kept saying, this guy, this guy on Fox. No, not Hannity, not, but it was, it was Tucker Carlson. And Joe kept saying Tucker Carlson, and Bill just went, couldn't click in. Because it was a line where uh, people say that Tucker Carlson was black people are coming for you. Okay, Maddie's back. My apologies. And Simon can drop this on us. Okay, let's hear it. You know what? Maybe I should... um, Fact check it. Maybe I should fact check this first. You know what? Sorry, sorry, everybody. I'm going to fact check this and then talk to you after and maybe the post show. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Um, We can move on from that to... Well, I uh, think... Bill... Sorry, go ahead. Nothing. Bill's story about he didn't want to tell this story. That was kind of weird, <laughs> but I see why in the end was about um, them going up to the party to protect their friends who had just been beat up and they stormed yeah. into the house and beat the shit out of everybody playing board games. I mean, he felt terrible. I know. And I could see like, I was like, why is he feeling terrible about this story? Cause I thought that it was just going to be a story of them protecting their friend and then maybe fighting nope. guy. <laughs> no, they like innocent victimed a whole party full of people who, I mean, imagine being at a board game night and all of a sudden you're just swarmed by Irie, angry Irishmen. You know what I mean? Imagine if Bill, imagine if Bill got a fucking right now, got a letter from somebody from or someone's lawyer, a me too. No, uh, just you're being sued. No, no, but I mean, now not, have proof that not you, a not a me too, but uh, how many parties were going on in this place? A lot, yeah, of <laughs> the wrong I know. Party. I remember thinking that. I was like, "What the fuck was going on?" Well, I mean, I told you guys the story, and this isn't at all the same. But I told you the story about I was so fucked up that one night. I went to the store to get stuff, and we, it was a party in like a row house. And I came back, and the whole time I was going to the party, I was like thinking about my entrance back in because I was so drunk, and I was going to like buy snacks for everybody or something you know what i mean so i had gotten like orders from people who wanted chips and this and that and i burst back into the house and i yelled something like i'm here with all the shit and it was totally black and dead in there and i was like oh my god either i've shifted in time or i'm in the wrong fucking house Row house i was in the wrong house i just fucking backed out slammed the door went into the right house told everybody the story and hit out you know what i mean it's a robert downey jr jr yes exactly (laughs) Exactly. Um, anyways, so it's possible, I guess, but it seems crazy. Every story is a great bit. It just. Do you uh, remember some 
like crazy parties you went to that deteriorated into riots? I remember on New Year's Eve where we were throwing people down the stairs and Whoa. a girl broke her ankle. Whoa. But it, every, it was all consensual. I see. Consensual being thrown down the yeah. stairs. It was just a bad decision. It was decision. just a sea of people. Yeah. And well, I mean, we know you're uh, shitting in someone's shoes, so. Shitting? No, I did not shit in someone's shoes. That's Joe List. But thank you for trying to co-op his story. <laughs> yeah. I shit my pants and hit it in a wood Oh, pile. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I will tell you this. I, oh, my God. It's not that far off from shitting in someone's shoes. I once shoe. went to a party in Whistler in a crazy house. Now, all the houses are crazy there, so it's not as crazy, but you think these huge wood cabins, they're cabs, but they're mansions, and people were, like, jumping on a trampoline, drinking, and someone was just pouring paint on the floor. Yikes. Of someone else's house. You remember the bacon in the fan party? Were you bacon at Bacon in the fan, all that stuff. Like So that bacon in the fan party, that ended up, uh, there was a huge fight in the kitchen. Somebody pulled out mace. They maced the whole party. It spilled out onto the street. Yes. Someone got their head smashed into a car. Like, it got fucking nuts there That's for a, a second, night. man. And those are people, like, we knew well. And it just deteriorated into madness, you know? Alcohol never helps. No, of course not. And the reason I say bacon in the fan is because it started so, um, like, it, was, it wasn't a house we knew. But the worst that was happening was we were taking bacon, throwing it into a fan, and watching it fling off onto the wall. Everybody was having the greatest time. Like it was, it was known as the bacon in the fan party. Do you think the and owner next, of the fan was having a great time? No, I don't even know who that was. Anyways, next thing you know, like within like five minutes, like that's how fast this shit happens. You know what I mean? That it's the best party in the world. Next thing you know, people are getting maced. And thank God that's really a part of your life. That I know. And when that was the last time you went to a party that just never ah, a fight just broke out? It's been it does, a, a thousand it, years. It, it, there's a special time in your life, but that's because I don't put myself in those positions anymore. There's you know? no party that you would go to that it just. I mean, there is a possibility at any party you go to that people not a party you go to, not a party I go to. That's not true though. Like I, I see what you're driving at, Kamar. But even with us. I think just with some of the people we know, <laughs> there's always the chance that yeah. something, mm-hmm. be, not because you're not Those people don't get enough. invited like me to parties. Well, that, that's true. Because you're going to stick your dick in the mashed potatoes, man. This is known. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Kamar usually just shows up with his penis in a bowl of mashed potatoes. His own mashed potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually brought my own, guys. It's fine. <laughs> I thought it was a missed opportunity when Bill Burr was talking about working out. And Joker said, well, I just had Ronnie Coleman in here and... You probably dodged a bullet there, not being too much of a gym rat. So yeah. they were talking about, um, and I know they've we've talked about this many times. Joe has talked about it many times as the praying mantis, and because Bill Burr had gotten into watching the praying mantis and how they can kill like hummingbird things much bigger than them. And Joe always says, "Well, thank God they're not our size. They're not our size. Uh, that's October." That's wave number human 13. Si- human size man. I'm just throwing that out there. Like, that'd be good news at this the point. Cup, but. That'd be good news at this point because it'd get everyone mind off all the other bullshit. I unfortunately watched the bear killing the buffalo. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, God. And I don't know how the person filming it can do that. Well, what do you want them to do? Run down? Stop, bear. No, no, stop, no, no, stop filming. Get out of there. Like. <laughs> no, don't. Definitely don't run there. Don't be a grizzly man. 
George, yeah, stay stop. back, George. Because the bear fucks you up the buffalo. You never watched that, I guess. I had a very busy week, Simon. I apologize. No the bear. See, you're much nicer about it than I am. The bear fucks up the buffalo, but just takes off. It doesn't even. They must come back for it. Maybe. Yeah. Or he <laughs> ate what he needed while he was riding it through the river and all the fuck. It was crazy. So you know the, they were talking about putting um, new parts into old cars. Mm-hmm. That's and, rich man and talk. And I know we don't like yeah, that's rich exactly. man talk. <laughs> so just in case anybody's ever looking to buy me a birthday present one year, El Camino Tesla Insides. That's Simon's dream car. That will be. That will be. I want that. Man. It's almost the Tesla truck. No. Well, El Caminos are the best fucking lower. cars ever, man. Ever, yeah, without I can, a doubt. I could use the El Camino right now. But I don't want to be like. No power steering, day, like I want horrible turning. I want I want that zero to sixty in one point eight milliseconds, but I want the fucking dark blue. Patreon, El you can Camino. help us out. Let's get him in that El Camino. So for future birthday presents, you would like a multi hundred thousand dollar gift. You guys can work together gift. on this if you oh, want. Oh yeah, sure. No, no. You can get together with my wife on it. I, I will, really care. I will sell my heart. Let's just make this happen. So we can happen. buy this out, Well, that's a million bucks, man. So, well, maybe well, not for your heart. Maybe you, half you of it. You want a winter car, too? My heart ain't worth shit either. Well, that million dollars. I would need all-wheel drive, everything, you know? Yeah, we got you. Yeah. You want the works. The works. Of course. You're not asking for a lot. I'm not asking for everything. I didn't ask for a new Tesla. Okay. okay. <laughs> we got to be done. Uh, yeah, I think so. The post show is going to be stupid oh. long. Can we just end it with this? Yeah. And this is how they ended it. Okay. So he made the the reference chomping at the bit. I'm chomping at the bit to get back into comedy. Mm-hmm. I know I've said this before. It's actually champing at the bit. Mm-hmm. But this is where we run into problems. Okay. Chomping at the bit makes way more sense. It. it so forever you say chomping at the bit because that makes sense. And then it becomes like, that's what people think it is. And I think that's just a microcosm for the world. Does that fall on the same thing? Cause I just heard a thing that it used to be iced cream and iced tea. It still is iced tea. It's still tea. iced tea. Yeah. Well, it's iced tea and ice cream way more than it is. No, no, no. it's iced tea I don't think everywhere. it's ever iced tea. I think it's always it's iced never iced tea. tea. But it's never iced cream. No, yeah. he's and right on that cream one. cream became for the iced tea. Well, the, no, I'm not making this up. This guy on CBC was talking about how iced has now gone into ice. Drop the mic. And I think it's because of the rapper. Iced tea. Iced cube and iced Well, I think his name should be Iced Tea. Iced Tea. Imagine it was Iced Tea. That was his rapper. I think a white rapper should come out as that. And just be Iced Tea. I should be Iced Tea. Oh, which, by the way, Matt, don't forget to show Kamar the Jewish plumber. How could I forget? Just in case. Don't worry, I got you. Um, all right, can we rate Bill Burr and then be done with this, please? Yep. This is going to be a super long episode. Bill Burr from me gets a four. If not for the car talk that threw me off, it'd be a five. Bill Burr gets a four. I give it a five. You are throwing out fives like nobody's business. Throw yeah. it on the board. Throw it on the board. No, not like no one's business. I love Bill Burr. This was a great... You're right, Kamar. There was some, you know... I was actually doing a lot while listening to it. So a, little a few car talk gave me a chance to f- fuck off for a second. Yeah, I'm going to up mine to a 4.3.
maybe even a 4.4, all because when he said there's no way we're going to sit in front of this American flag with cigars and tell people something we don't know anything about. Listen, Bill is just the fucking man. Honest. The best. And that rollerblading thing. And just hearing him be super honest about, like, you know, his fucked up upbringing in Boston, how he still lives with, like, all, you know. Yep. It'd be nice. It'd be nice, Joe, to smile at a sunset. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, yeah, no, it was great. It was great. What a great um, bread, bread and butter for the week, man. Yeah. And like I said, the inside was whatever it was, but what an outside. It turned out to be a great week. Yeah, great Schultz week. and Burr. You can't ask for more than that. Schultz. And no surprise like drop said, on Schultz a Saturday. I think we Burr. all appreciated that. Oh, no drop on a Saturday. Thanks, Joe. Needed that. I only noticed it on the Saturday. It's weird because I don't, um, they come up a day later on audio. Mm-hmm. So I actually got this as a Saturday. Like a Saturday job. Yep. But I didn't hate on it because it was Billy. I only listened to the audio and this came out Friday. I only saw it Saturday. I told you about it Friday. You came to my house and I said Bill Burr and you were like, what? Bill Burr? Remember? Yeah, we all talked about Improv, it Matt. Improv. Okay. Oh, yes and. Yes and. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can do so at jreepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, Twitter. We have a Twitter and an Instagram. It's JRE Podcast for both of them. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Bar, Twitter and Instagram. Follow Simon on Instagram. At Bigfoot Sighting Society. Don't bother following me anywhere. Um, we have a Reddit. It's reddit.com slash JREE Podcast. I think Kamar's still on there. You can find Kamar on there. I'm always commenting. Holding on it down. Good. So that as, long as, as long as one of us has a voice on there. Um, and the Patreon, of course. If you want to support the show... You can do so for as little as $1 a month. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Um, for that donation, you will get uh, a couple episodes of This Won't Age Well, the series where we go back, listen to old episodes, and uh, do what we do on this show. The one that's going to drop before this episode is uh, Michael Scott. What was not from The Office. Not from The Office. Michael no. Scott Moore. Michael Scott Moore, a gentleman who was... Uh, Held by Somali pirates. That one should be fun. Subscribe to the YouTube. Light and happy talk, folks. Light and happy talk. Thank you so much. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. Hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to this, uh, even if you never intend on watching us on YouTube, please go subscribe so that we can get to that thousand mark and maybe start making like a dollar a month off that fucking Get it there, guys. If you have any friends, just tell them that that you like the podcast and uh, let them know. We do it for you. Yeah, no matter where you're listening from, we appreciate the shit out of you. Um, I hope you have a great week, weekend. Stay safe. Keep your eyes open, folks. 